Lord, we're waiting for that. Please um, make sure that you go to HankStrange.com. That's the place to go to, especially since we don't have access to Facebook anymore. We've been discriminated against on, on the Facebook. So go to HankStrange.com. Sign up for our email list. That's the place to go. Looks like we're feeding through, right, Walter? All right. Yep. Let's yep. drop the open and boom. I have a new system Welcome for back pressing to buttons the Hank around here. Situation. <laughs> uh, make sure you guys subscribe, thumbs up, ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. We are live. BSO, you haven't been on in a while, but you know you got to do jazz hands. Come on. Jazz hands. Jazz you hands. Know, the last, What's up? The last time, um, the last show I saw, uh -huh. um, I think it was with Arms List. Right, right. And I didn't know about the jazz hands. Like, I don't know if you didn't brief him beforehand. Are you he just knows, that on people? He knows about the, he, okay, so he knows about jazz hands. He's just trying to be macho. Oh, you know, I guess just those northerners, you know, trying to be macho, trying to pretend that he doesn't know about jazz hands. But I hope you guys have your big girl panties on tonight because we got the very sexy Curtis of the VSO Gun Channel <laughs> joining us live here. Yeah. This is live so my wife can see this, right? Uh, yeah. You made your own coffee? Oh, <laughs> well, no. That somebody called me sexy. Oh, oh. Other than, uh, I'm assuming she calls you sexy, but you know you're you're sexy. You're a sexy gun guy. Another sexy gun guy here. Oh, stop! Walter what Keller, do you want? Safety Harbor you Fire. You must want something. <laughs> you know it. Guns. That's what I want. Guns. Bullets. bullets. <laughs> yeah, bullets. More bullets. So Walter Keller, Safety Harbor Firearms, joining us. Curtis, VSO Gun Channel, joining us. You guys are here. Of course, the show is sponsored by Safety Harbor Firearms tonight. Right, helping us keep the pay the bills around here, keep the lights on, all that kind of good stuff. You all are here. Make sure you guys smash the thumbs ups out there, as well as ringing the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. Uh, so I don't think Walter and VSO have ever met, That's before, what it which like. is kind of weird. But yeah. Curtis, Walter, Safety Harbor Firearms, do you know about these guys at all? Um, I stopped by the Ruth at Shot Show briefly. Uh, mm -hmm. Walter was not there, uh, unfortunately. His his wife picked up the slack, and I've I've seen some of their stuff before. Uh, not actually tested any of it, but um, it from finger banging it at the show, it looks nice. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. That's a, that's a good. Uh, real bit. quick, uh, Hank, the link that you sent me mm -hmm. uh, for the live show is saying that it's invalid. Oh, okay. I'm not sure Sorry. where that would be. It is invalid. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Let me see. Uh, I'll send Enter you. a valid website. Yeah. I'll send you another one. Maybe wow. maybe you didn't copy all of the stuff. I'll send you another link. That should work. Um, there you go. That should, that should be working. Um, all right. So, yes. Safety Harbor Firearms. How would you describe it real quick here, Walter? Like when when you you know when you do your spiel a shot show which you're never in the booth apparently oh, that's 2020 bullshit. shot that's show bullshit. you were never in the booth Walter There's I not, went there it, looking for you you weren't there Curtis went there looking for you you weren't there There's several other people what poor Peggy had to do all the work at shot show Oh poor Peggy <laughs> um, Now you know how it feels when everyone tells <laughs> when everyone tells me how awesome Lola is and I don't get any kind of props How does that feel <laughs> How's that mirror effect on you? Hey, I can't help it, man. I, I was there for like two days straight. <laughs> and then I decided to go out and everybody shows up. So. 
Yeah. Well, that is the problem. I could never. There's no way that you could confine me to a booth, um, especially at SHOT Show. I don't it's painful. Do, yeah, it's, it's painful. Mm-hmm. I don't even really do booth appearances at SHOT Show uh, because being in a, in a booth during industry hours during a show like that mm-hmm. is like almost counterproductive for somebody somebody who doesn't isn't presenting a product yeah i yeah i do appearances at like the nra annual meeting and stuff uh they're pretty productive but mm-hmm. doing them at shot show it's just standing in a booth and then you see the people that don't know how to work a crowd either they just stand there <laughs> ang- angry like why are these people are you- in my booth <laughs> Yeah. I mean, are, so are you talking about like the booth professionals who are supposed to be in their booth, or are you talking about like the guest apparent, the guests that are showing up in the booth? Because it's it's completely different categories, right? Well, I would say that I'm probably talking about both by the end of the week, mm-hmm. um, because everybody's kind of like that by the end of the week. But mm-hmm. um, you know, this isn't going to work. I put a hat on, guys, because my hair was all jacked up. We're just going to go without it because it's getting too hot in here. Unkept, man. So. You know, that's, <laughs> yep. that's even that's even sexier right there, the unkept look. That's what so, I'm doing. I'm rocking my unkept look right now. Well, I get a hot spot on top <laughs> where okay. from wearing from wearing, um, wearing the, the headset all day. Oh. But I would say that, like, you can tell the people who, who hire out somebody to come who's, like, their job is to be there and grab people and present product Mm -hmm. and the people who are just kind of like aren't real super people people Mm -hmm. (laughs) does that even make sense yeah oh no i get it i get it um yeah that or they're just tired of the show or they were they didn't know what to expect or uh Mm -hmm. yeah that sort of thing so there's a lot of there's i remember several years ago this i was in a booth and i had a gopro on my on my shoulder mm-hmm. and it, the dude didn't understand how the camera worked apparently <laughs> and i like walked into i remember the, this year i remember this year i walked in and he like like ripped almost like ripped my bag off my shoulder mm-hmm. because he's like yeah no photos no photos and i was like uh one what the hell are you doing here mm-hmm. <laughs> and two don't touch me uh-huh. <laughs> okay yeah. like mm-hmm. you could just say hey don't film in here mm-hmm. instead of like don't accost me for walking into your booth mm-hmm. bye i'm, I'm out <laughs> you know mm-hmm. i don't even care anymore mm-hmm. you don't you, I, I don't know it's um it's like one of those things where i think sometimes people forget how to communicate with people mm-hmm. especially in the digital age where everything is so uh, and you could see if the camera was on you could see, like a gopro yeah, you can see it. You can see it, it flashing, memory. yeah. It would have, yeah. like, I think it's a red light flashing on the GoPro, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I can't remember. Yeah. I forget which GoPro it was. It mm-hmm. was years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it does have a red light on it. Yeah. But Plus it's Shacho. Plus it's in Vegas. So everything's freaking recorded. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm just like, what planet yeah. do you live on? Some people are yeah. just weird. That guy yeah. must have been from the FBI that was investigating the Vegas shooter, you know. That's why he didn't. No, this was before that happened. Yeah, he was trying to pretend. No, I know, I know. I'm just saying. Like, that's the only time something's happened in Las Vegas and there's no footage. Oh, yeah. It went down. There's plenty of footage. Yeah, there's plenty of footage. Yeah, we can't get to it. Your mic's a little hot. 
um, a little hot. Curtis, but you yeah. know what I could do is um, not yell. Oh, <laughs> how about does this sound better? I don't know how that's gonna work with the coffee going through your system, but okay. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Yeah. Okay, my bad. Because no, it's cool. I have that on, and it's not like oh. it doesn't receive any. So I don't know oh, actually okay. how. And you have to also yeah. remember. You know what I'll also do? I'm pretty much deaf in my right ear. Oh, okay. So we'll we'll go with the left ear that oh. gets like full audio, and <laughs> <laughs> that way that way we can tone it down a little bit. All right. Cool. Cool. So, all right. So, shot show. I don't know how. I don't know how we uh, wound up on that thing here as we're getting set up. Meeting, the meeting. The yeah, the meeting. Yeah. Well, the thing. So, the thing I've noticed about booths. There's so many different categories of when you go into the booth. So, um, usually, yes, especially in the beginning, everyone's trying to pretend they're excited in the booths, <laughs> and there are people who are cool talking to you but not getting in front of cameras, right? Like. You know, and it's always funny to me when it's the marketing guy, but that guy cannot get in front of a camera. I always wonder, like, really? Some part of this marketing job. Well, you're not should... the approved person. Huh? You're not the approved person to talk to. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you're the marketing guy, you should always be the approved person. I'm not saying that there could be guys that are the, Huh? You're not the approved person to talk to. Oh me! I mean the ones, the ones that they want to talk to. Oh right, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So it all, it all gets uh, weird and crazy at the booths. Um, and then you, and then there's people who, like I talked to some guys that were in booths at Shot Show, and they never left their booth. They never left. I was I like, am. oh, you didn't go like right around the corner from you with so and so. They're like, oh, I don't know anything about that. You know, they don't well, leave. They don't walk around. Yeah. yeah. I. I will schedule my lunch meeting on purpose to be outside of the show. Mm -hmm. So like, hey, instead of standing around BSing in your booth mm -hmm. at noon, do you want to go to the Palazzo and get like some real food mm -hmm. instead of the crap that they that you've basically been subjected to for the last few days, mm -hmm. basically? Because you go, for anybody who hasn't been there, they have like, little food kiosks inside the inside the show yeah and it's it's like gas station food but it costs like 40 dollars. yes exactly <laughs> it's like it's like it's like more expensive than airport gas station food yes like, like i think that. i think um what is it like orange juice at this show is like five bucks or something like that yeah, it's ridiculous yeah. you yeah. can buy a you can buy a monster Mm -hmm. For what you can get a thing, a, a little tiny thing of orange juice for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and just get the orange one, and you have orange juice. Yeah. So that's totally how that works. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. I'm trying to see what's going on here. Uh, Camp David says enough girl talk. Any guns at the show? So if you're not already shot show talked out, oh well, this is the first time VSO has been on, so we oh. might as well go through like what you know. I need to go to the chat so I can see the chat. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Open up the YouTube window and mute it, and then you could you should you should be a professional at this right now. Um, and what is this? Uh, Kermit loves bacon is saying Hank left me hanging on my booth request at Shot Show. Oh, what was your booth request, Kermit? Sorry. Let me know what it was again. Maybe maybe VSO went over there. 
Um, maybe I, just, I went over there. Yeah, maybe Walter went over there, and we can get into it. Everyone, let us know what you know what you wanted to see from Shot Show. Um, I definitely didn't get to everything that was going on at Shot Show. So no, and that's just the thing. Like I take requests before I go to the show. Like I put mm -hmm. out a video saying, "Hey, what do you guys want me to see, or what do you guys want to see?" Mm -hmm. I can't get to them all, and I'll tell you right now, I don't give a damn. Can I say that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. Absolutely. Um, Have at it. Rock it. Uh, I don't give a damn about the Glock 44. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like, Thank you. <laughs> like the, you know what the, the, you know when my first interest mm -hmm. in the Glock 44 was, to be completely truthful, mm -hmm. when I saw the first one blow up. <laughs> really? That's when I. That's when I wanted one. Okay. Yeah. That was when mm -hmm. I was like, oh. Wait a minute. They blow up on camera. How much are they? <laughs> okay. So then, because yeah, so when you thought it would all of a sudden be like a really uh, sexy video, you're like, oh, I might, I might want to do a video on that. Now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Other than that, I was completely disinterested. <laughs> Me too. Um, yeah. yeah. So what I did is I sat on it for a few days and I'm disinterested again. Yeah. Do you have one? Did you get one? No. Oh, okay. No. I just got one in. We haven't. I haven't shot it or anything like that. So, wear gloves. Um, yeah, I'm gonna let Walter shoot it. That's my plan. That's how I do this. <laughs> uh, oh, let's see. oh yeah, because I'm the crash test dummy. Yeah, right. So. Yeah, I will stand back, make sure I'm recording everything that happens, and let Walter shoot it. Uh, so Kermit loves bacon says. The Dan Wesson DWX. That's what he wanted to know from Shut Show. Dan Wesson. Dan Wesson you know, DWX. I have, I, I have people that I have because because I've had several close? people ask us to us to do mm -hmm. Dan Wesson stuff. I've had I've reached out. I've had people reach out on my behalf, mm -hmm. and they don't return their email. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna go. Like that's not how this works. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I don't just go purchase a gun from distribution mm -hmm. to to shoot to shoot it. Mm -hmm. I, like I don't do that, uh, because if I did that, then I would be bankrupt. To mm -hmm. be honest, I like because then everybody would want to see everything. Mm -hmm. And really, I don't think that that system that it, that existed for a long time, as far as. Um, working to develop guns or third-party testing is fair to the third-party testers at okay. all i don't think that that system is i don't think it works mm -hmm. at all and it was especially because it was built during a time when print was king and if you understand how that whole thing works like hank is not beholden to anybody except for lola Mm -hmm. Okay, I am not beholden to any any editor whatsoever. So what you see is what you get. When you have a like a print article that comes out uh, through like Guns and Ammo or Recoil or you know whatever, mm -hmm. that article is passed through an editor that then cleans it up and looks at things like, hey, how long is this article? It's two pages long. Well, we only have one page, so we got to cut half of it out. Two, uh, does it? Is it? too controversial to the point where um, we're not going to be able to get advertisers throughout the throughout the magazine. Uh, 
Three, is it, does it conflict with any other advertisers that we already have? So you're not going to have an article, a scathing article published about the Glock 44 and then a Glock advertisement three days, three pages later. That's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like that, that control mechanism that is there um, was also part of how that system was built around creating content on guns yeah so you're basically talking about like for some if uh, everyone doesn't get it um you're basically talking about like the tne kind of concept yes the way it existed probably when i started doing this and you started doing it yes yeah that system does not work anymore Mm -hmm. and you have to understand again that those those writers for that for that magazine are paid by the magazine to go out and do it. So there has to be another mechanism by which, you know, we're not beholden to anybody Mm -hmm. to to do this work. Mm -hmm. So freelancing it, there has to be a mechanism by which we get compensated for our work as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, I go out and I shoot minimum 1,500 rounds through any gun that comes in for testing. Mm -hmm. So if Walter Mm -hmm. sends me his, his 50 BMG, I'm not going to shoot 1,500. <laughs> yeah, more I'm power not, to you if you're even I'm capable. I'm not doing it. Okay. Yeah, that's not that's not a wise. Uh, no, that's that's that would be an exception. Okay, mm-hmm. but if you sent me this 5.56 gun, that I would shoot 1,500 rounds through that mm-hmm. gun, and that's just like our baseline. Mm-hmm. But like, I would if I was going to go out and do the 50 BMG, I'd be like, well, I have 300 rounds in my basement. Okay, so we shot 300 rounds through it, and that would preface the whole thing. Uh, that would be an exception, but there has to be a mechanism by which that that work, evaluating the design, uh, is worth the time and energy to put into it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it any I don't care how passionate you are about a project. Eventually, when financial push comes to shove, you're going to let the the hobby die. Yeah. So I think it's the categories that everyone's putting reviewers, you know, which I hate I, that. Yeah, I don't I don't like it myself. That's why I did the crazy air quotes. Um, I think it's the category that everyone's putting people in. Like for me personally, I'm not even trying to. I know there are people that are testing things and doing torture tests on stuff. And sometimes we do things that maybe fall into that category. Most of the time for me, I just look at my stuff as I'm out on the range shooting this thing. This is what this is what happened when we went out there and how we interact with it when we're doing it. Um, and then there's people who really are doing it as a hobby. You know, they buy a gun, they do they throw up some kind of video there at some kind of point. You might see another video from them three months later, you know, two weeks later, a year later, or whatever. And then there's people that are delivering um, content to you on a pretty regular basis. Some guys every day i don't know what your frequency is twice a week twice a week Uh, yeah try to do it twice a week now um they're longer you know they're you know eight to 15 minutes Mm -hmm. and somebody asked me once kurt how long should a video be and i say as long as it needs to be Mm -hmm. not a second longer (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know um and and really what it comes down to if it takes me 18 minutes to do that particular project you can rest yourself assured that uh i have almost probably 100 hours in that thing from start to finish Mm -hmm. 
making sure that every second that you watched was worth watching. So, yeah. so yeah, I, I think, oh man, this is, I think this is a good conversation, but I'm trying to get into it and try to help out people who are looking at this and you guys can ask us questions if you want to. I'm going to recommend that you smash the thumbs up. Walter, if you've got some questions, jump in here and let me know. I think people don't realize the very different, the, the massive difference between guys that do stuff in magazines and then guys who are doing stuff on YouTube. There's really not any laid out laws so far as YouTube. We pretty much all do whatever we want to do or do it our own way. We explain it to who our audience is. You can very quickly pick that up. Uh, magazine things, and I've had some magazine guys in here. Maybe in the future, you know, we can get into this. I found a lot of guys that write articles for magazines and stuff like that don't actually want to talk about that process. And uh, I can tell you guys from experience that magazine writers actually hate YouTubers uh, yes. like me. Uh, I've actually been kicked out of something because I kind of, so I kind of crashed a magazine event. I don't want to say like where, I went to a very big company, you know, I stopped in to visit them and they were having some, they were hosting uh, a writer's event over there and I kind of crashed that right and I was there and literally the writers were like that guy can't be here and I had to leave I've got so. you beat okay I've got you beat I was at a an event some months ago and there were some guys there from a <clears throat> very prolific magazine that everybody would probably recognize and they were um, intoxicated, uh, one. So that's just first off. I gave a lecture some months ago about doing industry events and, and not being super intoxicated at industry events because you can very easily make a fool of yourself because it's a very small industry. Mm -hmm. uh, but was there shooting involved or was this like a party type no, of thing? This was after, okay. like, this was, yeah, this is after hours. Oh, after, All okay. shooting had, had concluded for the day. Okay. This was in the evening. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we're there. And they were going around introducing themselves, saying, hi, I'm so-and-so from, you know, such-and-such such place. This is what I do. What do you do? And somebody would say, oh, I'm, you know, so-and-so from this, you know, prolific Instagram channel or Instagram page. You know, this is our thing. And the, the guy from that magazine was like, all right, cool. Nice to meet you. Fake person. Next person moves <laughs> on and says, so I, I'm and I hear this and I'm like, what is wait, going he, on? Wait, they, what were the words that came out of his mouth? Did he fake say person. that that was fake. the that was verbatim yeah. what what he said? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then this continued. This continued. Okay. Okay. This continued for minutes. I was in a different side conversation about something completely unreal uh, unrelated that we saw at the range earlier that mm -hmm. day. And they came around they went through the whole room, mm -hmm. you know? And you know I'm used to this because I've been doing this for a while. I remember showing up shot show the first time and like there was massive pushback against guys like me mm -hmm. being there because it challenged the the status quo, mm -hmm. the deadlock that writing had on the industry. And uh, they were very not nice to us <laughs> for, mm -hmm. to, for lack of better uh, better words. but I'm used to this. What really pissed me off is um, I just ignored them. But at some point they came around and the room had basically emptied by this because they had pissed everybody off. Um, but we were still talking about the thing. 
and they came up and introduced themselves. And then they asked me about a female content creator that was in the room that had recently left. Mm -hmm. And this particular uh, woman um, doesn't, um, isn't super duper competitive shooter, uh, doesn't do the shake my tits on the internet thing, right? And their question to us were what, literally, verbatim, what value does somebody like that add? Because these guys were like super elitist, you know, I was in the military and I did this and I did that. I'm like, oh, and my exact answer to him was, oh, well, you know, you know, she probably provides a lot of value to women that shoot and are looking to give, uh, looking to get sound advice from a woman's perspective. Definitely a lot more uh, valid than your magazine that nobody will read. And then I excused myself from the conversation and left the room. I immediately called the curator of the event and talked to him for about 20 minutes about mm -hmm. the situation. Mm -hmm. So uh, I made sure I got their names and put it down because, like, that kind of behavior is absolutely unacceptable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's uh, you know what, man? If people don't believe it, I could tell you that kind of thing happens all the time. It, it's 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 disgusting yeah. is what it is. It, and you can see my – I bet you, you can see it on my face. Mm -hmm. I'm pissed off thinking about it right now mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because that thing, that kind of thing is un unacceptable. Yeah. First off for anybody who's trying to do anything in the firearms space, you don't have to be super duper Navy seal. Okay. Mm -hmm. you, that you don't have to do that. Um, you can provide value from the, from your perspective as just a, just a dude. Okay. You don't have to be super special forces up mm -hmm. uh, to you don't have to be super fast competitive shooter in fact from the i've heard this from the female perspective uh multiple times that sometimes female competitive shooters especially can be somewhat intimidating like that person is unrepresentative of of like the vast majority of female shooters for instance um i'm not saying they don't provide value but there's a certain segment of the female shooting population that is uncomfortable with that kind of role model, if you know what I mean. So somebody who provides, who does stuff on guns that isn't, you know, out there shooting 5,000 rounds a week um, may resonate more with the, you know, the soccer mom that, that has two semi-automatic handguns mm -hmm. and shoots twice a year. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's, a, there's a lot of different niches inside the gun industry and you don't have to you don't have to be a super duper door kicker to to be able to have credibility. Mm -hmm. And that whole idea that you do is an old guard concept. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, what do you think about this, Walter? Yeah, I see you I mean, nodding. Are we saying anything? You're surprised. I'm sure well, you've probably I mean, you seen know, it from your point uh, of view. I think you, a lot of times with a, a new gun, I, I I'd rather just hand it to somebody that has no clue what they're doing. Just hand it to them. See what they do with it. I mean, if they don't obviously do something safe with it, but, mm -hmm. but I mean, operate the thing. See how they, because they, I know how things work. I can figure something out pretty quick. But if you hand it to somebody that has no clue, it's like, oh, they can't, they, they can't figure out how to work it. Yeah, what's the user-friendliness of that thing? Right, yeah. right, right. Mm -hmm. you know. Right. Um, once again, like, if, if I'm, if, hey, I got a new product here. Here, you touch it. You play with it. What do you think? How do, mm -hmm. does it work? How do you fumble around with it? You know, mm -hmm. I know how I fumble. I've been fumbling with it for months already. So, mm -hmm. you know, 
I get you a better perspective. Yeah. And once again, you don't have to be. That's, that's, that's kind of like given. That's like engineers who design guns mm-hmm. are your are their worst own worst enemies because all they all they they, they they work out of a certain they have blinders on and they work in a, in a with a set of blinders on. Mm-hmm. And when you hand that to somebody else who has no engineering experience, but he's but he's like, hey, well, why didn't you do this? Oh, well, because we don't work that way. We don't do yeah. that. Engineers you know, like, are often the worst designers of anything. <laughs> yeah. Just go and just get inside your car. <laughs> just try to change. Yeah. Buy a new vehicle and try to go change the uh, oil. Try to reach so. your hand down in beside your engine in the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that was designed by an engineer that yeah. has never changed the oil on a vehicle before. Right. Yes. Let me get to this real quick. Tango Hunter gave us a couple of bucks here. He wants to know, does Curtis wax his eyebrows, drapes match the carpet? That's why I laughed so hard when that popped up. Yeah, it's yeah. A, I'm, a, I'm attracted to, like, colorful, shiny things, and it's a weird color on the thing, so I saw it out of the corner of my eye, and I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, um, actually, my, my wife is actually very jealous of my eyebrows. You don't because... wax pluck or anything like that? Nope, nope. Okay. My, I mean, you could tell us, we be... won't tell anyone. No, I'm serious. They just happen to be perfect. Um, <laughs> no, I'm serious. No, nice. I, I'm not even. I'm not even like trying to be like vain or anything. I want to like, see a high school picture to prove that. I need to see the yearbook picture I, or something. I should actually. I had a yeah. follower that was was uh, his kid was wrestling at my high school, mm-hmm. and he went by and took a picture of the like the case with like all the photos in it, and he's like, wow. You were a pretty boy. What happened? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So actually, there was something I wanted to address. Right. Oh, um, yeah. We're still on the, talking... the whole magazine uh, writer uh, versus video guy thing. Yeah. So it's funny um, because companies will say, yeah, we've tested it. Um, and I'm like, OK, cool. Um, that's one of the, that's what my business is built on is that third party testing thing. So, uh, a lot of people don't know this. Uh, if you watch my channel a lot, you, you probably know this. Uh, if you're a friend of mine, you know this, but I was a scientist for a while. Mm-hmm. Like I have a formal science education, uh, bachelor, two bachelor's degrees. You're technically uh, a nerd, even though you yeah, look like a jock. Technically a nerd. Right. Uh, and, um, uh, I worked as a chemist for five years out of, out of school. Um, and then decided to go my own way type thing. Uh, but I have been given this innate gift of being able to break anything. Okay. It's like I can break a steel ball. Mm -hmm. So it's a gift and a curse in that we can't have nice things around here. Uh, but at the same time, it, it, uh, it allows me to be in business to help companies put the best version of their product out that is that they can, because if it's going to break, we're going to break it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if, and that's kind of how we came up with that 1500 round concept is like, yeah, by the time we cycle through 1500 rounds without cleaning the gun and treating it bad and suppressing it and all that sort of stuff, by the time we do all that, we'll pretty much know how the gun is going to work out of the box. We do some extended testing stuff, but that's, um, the, that kind of baseline benchmark really tells you how a gun's gonna 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 perform. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of companies that don't want that. Okay, for some reason it doesn't. I don't understand it. Um, I, I really don't understand how you would not want to know that your gun has a systemic 
or a potential systemic issue that you can mitigate. Like, I know we have engineers that test that. That whole idea of siloed thinking, you've looked at the project so long that you are, like Walter said, you have blinders. Mm-hmm. You can't see all the other things around you that if somebody just walked in the room, be like, dude, the wall's blue. Why is it blue? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, a lot of. OK, so along those lines, I think um, there's companies that basically operate to me almost like cults. Right. Oh, yeah. Where they have their own thing that they like. I would think if you're if you're a company, you're making you're manufacturing firearms. You want to I mean, it's a mechanical thing. So things could go wrong. You, you, you're not just concerned with, hey, I'm going to sell this thing one time to people. Once they've bought it, they can't return it. I don't need to worry about them. You want to make your things better. You want to see how these things break, etc. But there's some companies that if you do that, the, basically the cult mentality kicks in and you're an enemy because you showed this <laughs> thing. Uh, we don't live in that world anymore. Um, and a lot of times the way that magazine stuff works right the traditional we're talking about the traditional stuff um basically whatever deal is made to do that review and however many guns and who they're getting given to and whatever they're paying for that and including the data or how the article is going to be written goes into that when that yes. deal is getting made and i don't think i don't think people realize that realize that versus like with us people have the perception that this is like what we're doing is just about getting free stuff which for sure, there's people who go, oh, here's this thing, but I don't think anything's free. Even if you, even if someone gave you, let's say, a gun, like you said, you still have to put a lot of ammo through it. That's still your time. You have to shoot that video. You have to edit that video. You have to post that video up. You have to promote it. So nothing really is free. And you know uh, whether that happens or doesn't happen, it's a completely different world than the flat world of a magazine where here's the pictures that you're going to put up. Here's how you're going to write this article. People can see this thing in three dimensions, like Walter's saying. They can see this. So even if you, even if, like I know I put up videos and there's things that even when I edit it, I don't see that. And when that video goes up, someone looking at that video goes, Hank, what was this thing that happened right here? And then I go back sometimes, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't even see that happen. Because it's a three-dimensional, it's, well, it's not flat, right? Maybe it's not three-dimensional in terms of you could go in there and turn we're, things around. We're almost there. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. We're almost there. Yeah, but it's not a flat representation of what happened. And, and people could tell if you're faking it versus you take some really cool pictures, you, you write this article, you throw it up there, and it's pretty much uh, cookie cutter. So, Not only can it be cookie cutter, um, but you, you can't, I can't stand, I, well, I suppose I could, I mm-hmm. could, the, the, the ability to CGI me standing on a range shooting 1500 rounds through <laughs> a thing does exist. Okay. Right. But yeah. that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. But I can't like, this is a YouTube video guys. I suppose I could do that. Uh, it, it is within the technical capabilities, yeah. uh, the technological capabilities. We could do that. Okay. I, however, yeah. However, that is not something that I'm willing to pay for. No. So, so we can pretty much assume that that is not what's happening. However, if I go write something down with no physical evidence, no visual evidence of of it of it occurring, except for a few pictures, I can tell you that I went out and shot five thousand rounds through that gun. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can tell 
by looking at a video that somebody's done, whether they spent a day doing it or they spent a week doing it. Like you can you can look at it. There's subtle changes. Mm-hmm. Even if they try to go for continuity, if they even if they take the same clothes and wear them every single day, you can tell that there's some changes that mm-hmm. have occurred. And they spend a lot of time on that thing. So yeah. People are people are uh, people are more sophisticated than that. If you really knew what it took, so let's. If you look at a movie, right? If you look at a movie about guns, and you understood what actually has to go in to a movie that you see that's about guns. So let's take like John Wick or something. What has to go into John Wick for making that movie about guns? There has to be uh, armor of some sort on the set, training you know, certain handling of guns, this thing being shot from all these different angles, that itself is incredibly difficult. They're using, uh, most of the time, they're using like, uh, depending on how much money they have, they might be using something like airsoft or whatever that looks like it's functioning or blanks or whatever, you know, and then you, you juxtapose that with a guy who puts up a camera or a two and is shooting live ammo, right? in the real world, um, completely different things. People can see that really easily. And because people are seeing movies all the time and understand how sophisticated that is, I think there's more people than not appreciate when someone puts up a video and and shoots a video of something, right? You can can see it. You can understand what's happening there. You you mean that Mac-10 doesn't have a 100-round magazine? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what, what, what happened? <laughs> yeah, I think people um, can see that. Uh, let me get this. Sorry, let me get this real quick before I forget. Flying Rich gave us a couple of bucks. He says Max' job is to break everything. Is he out of work? And so I guess he's talking about you saying that you break everything. No, um, I, in fact, um, um, Tim and I talk on a on a relatively regular basis. I don't want to say that we talk. You know, you know, we 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 don't. We don't converse every week or anything like that, but um, you know, we might have a common project, and he might send me a message, and be like, "Hey, do you have problems with this? Mm-hmm. I saw that you did this. You know, give me the backstory. You know, did you see this malfunction? Did you see that? You know, because a lot of what we'll do, um, my business is based on eval, evaluation. Um, so I may have an issue in an initial military arms channel is in the in the chat yes well actually sir you just oh now we're gonna start a war of who breaks stuff i don't know i don't know if he actually breaks more (laughs) stuff or if he just publishes more (laughs) videos of him breaking stuff Uh, but he doesn't break everything but uh, uh, yeah yeah now what what i would say is a lot of times like i might get a prototype project in okay Mm -hmm. and i might have that thing in on a prototype testing basis and if that's the case, then usually I may break it. It may be Gen 1, Gen 2, uh, pre-production prototype. I may break it and be like, hey, this part broke. You mm-hmm. need to make that out of stainless steel instead of aluminum. Mm-hmm. So now that I've given you that information, go fix that and then come see me again. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's how that kind of transaction, that business transaction is set up. So they go out and fix it. Get us, get us the new generation of the product. Hopefully, the product that is going out to uh, consumers has been has that fix in it. If it doesn't, if they ignore that, 
then we start we need to tell everybody hey this is the problem that we've had mm-hmm. you know if it's got aluminum if it's got the aluminum part then you have an old generation of the product or the the company didn't address that problem they didn't think that that was something that needed to be fixed and then they absolutely are accountable for that yeah right and that's and that's when we would start talking about hey this is wrong this needs fixed yeah. right mm-hmm. so um i don't i don't know now he says uh, uh, he says that you can say that he's friends. You can go ahead and say it if okay. you don't. If you don't, well, want, I don't, you know, if you don't I want don't to say it, I mean. Well, some know, I mean. no, I, I consider Tim a friend. Okay, but I don't want to. I don't want him to. Um, I don't want him to. You uh, were you, you you don't want it to look like you were name dropping. Yeah, name exactly. Dropping. Yeah, you know, name I didn't. Dropping. I didn't want to. You know, I didn't want him to be like. I spoke to Kanye. Like, I spoke to Kanye this yeah, week. I talked to him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, call, call me later and be like, "What yeah. the f, dude?" Yeah, military you know? arms is like the Kanye West of the gun world. By the way, no. Just, uh, but you know what? It's true. Mac is like that. I've had those conversations with him. I mean, I think, I think we people might not realize it, but a lot of people do that. If if you're doing something, I'm taking a look at it. I might say. Hey, what's up with this? So, what was you know? What do you think about this? There's a, it, that's where the community part of all of this comes comes along. And if you try to fake something, it's going to eventually be out there. If you try to fake it, if you try to like fake it to destroy it, for example, like there's people that might think, oh, he just actually went out there and just he he filed off something on there and broke that thing deliberately. <laughs> I, mean, I don't got time to do that, man. Who's got time to do that? Um, yeah, but people that's, think that's that, right? There's people who have the conspiracy theories, and they're like, oh, these guys are just... I think I saw someone in the chat say that, that almost sometimes it seems like maybe this is a shtick. No, stuff breaks. No, stuff absolutely breaks. And here's the yeah. thing, guys. So I want you to think about a concept for a second, and that mm-hmm. is um, almost all of us have a, a phone mm-hmm. uh, that we carry in our pocket every single day, and sometimes they glitch. You know, so how many times a week does your phone do something where it like drops an app or something like that? It crashes or, you know, whatever. Uh, you um, should ask how many times a day. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. So we have and what do we do? We just said, oh, crap, the app crashed. Open it back up, you know, or all oh, that email. You know, I need to go find that again. You know, we just assume that it's part of life. That's part of technology. Mm-hmm. Same thing happens with guns, guys. There's a there's a manufacturing defect percentage. And then there's a lemon percentage, and then there's just a fluke accident. You're talking about containing an explosive, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> in a controlled manner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about high physics here, and that's um, these things break. They mm-hmm. just do, mm-hmm. just like any other machine. Yeah. How how do you just let me get Walter in here because you're a manufacturer Walter and I know right. you've gone through these things you manufacture things that's how how do you look at all this how do you look at the video guy versus the magazine guy does it matter to you uh, do you care uh, do you hate one know, of I us mean, all of us I just I just watched uh, military arms channel uh, review of the uh, Turkish 1911 okay and um, he can't make it not work you know and that's how some guns are some guns. They just work, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if I mean I, I haven't. I haven't really. I was never much into reading gun reviews and and printed magazines so mm-hmm. much, mm-hmm. you know, because I can only read for a while there every magazine that ever came came out all the time. All they had was an AR-15 on the front. 
Um, they had an M4 carbine on the front, and it's like, how many freaking M4 carbine reviews can you do? I mean, um, they're all this. Well, I'm gonna get some hate for this. They're all the same, pretty much. Uh, um, you know. um, if you but, do it badly, that's the that's the thing that people I mean, are gonna you know, notice. How many how uh, many different versions of the M4 carbine can you review? I mean, where it's, it, it turns, it's all the same. Mm-hmm. Or how many? I get some hate here too. How many 1911s can you do? I mean, it's like okay, there's varying degrees of 1911s. Obviously, there's mm-hmm. everything from the $350 one to the $35,000 one, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, you know, I I, I I I guess I get more out of the video reviews because it's 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 quicker, and I can watch somebody actually do something, um, and and you actually see what's going on. Yeah, like when Heat Mac is sh- shooting the, the the Turkish 1911, I'm watching the extraction. To mm-hmm. see how how the rounds are coming out of the gun, you know, are they all consistent? Are they all over the place? Things yeah, there's like a lot that. of important data that people may not realize is going on in there. Right, right, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. Um, well, and there's a lot of different models. Like, um, there's a lot of different business models or ways to get it done. Like, for instance, uh, I know Military Arms Channel is very prolifically supported by his audience. Mm-hmm. Like his, Patreon, like, Patreon is big mm-hmm. for them. Right. That's mm-hmm. how they that's how they operate. That's mm-hmm. the source of income that keeps the the business running, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, I run a completely different model. And that's just that's just not the way that I choose right. to do business. Your your model is like you're saying here um, that you're a tester or. Uh, yes. OK. So I, I will literally just lay it out because mm-hmm. I've been called all kinds of things uh, across the internet before mm-hmm. uh, i'm very transparent with how i do business okay um, lay it out for us uh, i absolutely get paid okay, okay. Mm-hmm. i absolutely get paid to test guns mm-hmm. okay directly from the manufacturer okay mm-hmm. i have no problem telling everybody that period now the other thing i will say with that is well some people would say well how can you have integrity well just like the rest of america that runs a for-profit business you can make a profit and have integrity. How One of the things that we use to ensure that that happens is we have a terms of service. I believe it's even published on our website. I'm not entirely sure if it still is or not. But in that, it's got things like, you can't tell us what to say. You can't, this, you paid for an eval. You did not pay for a video. You did not pay. You don't get to choose what we say in the video. If you don't like it, too bad. They don't. Uh, so they don't get like final edit or any no. kind of editorial. The only I, the only thing that I will do every mm-hmm. once in a while, if there's a highly technical product, mm-hmm. I may send the a rough cut of mm-hmm. the video for technical review or mm-hmm. a portion of it for technical review to make sure I got the terms right. But usually. I have a team internally that I go to and say, hey, did I call that thing the right thing? I can't mm-hmm. remember. We just look at this. Uh, my brother is on that team. Um, right. I send bacon. it to him. Like, yep, yeah, Bacon. Mm-hmm. I'll send it to him and be like, hey, will you watch this and make sure? I've, sto- I've stared at, again, that siloed thing. Mm-hmm. I've stared at this computer screen for 30 hours. Mm-hmm. Will you watch this? My eyes hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of thing. Do you, um, do you, so let's say something goes wrong with the gun. Do you share that video with the manufacturer? So like like yes. this this like, malfunction happened the gun blew you, up like this okay yes usually okay. that is something like hey hey full stop your gun exploded which does happen guys 
does happen. Mm-hmm. We've had we've had catastrophic failures occur, and almost always they are something resultant from hey, you know that needs to be made out of this part, or that part needs to be made out of this thing. This needs to be done better. Mm-hmm. This firing pin retaining pin needs to be made out of something different, or it needs to be a size up or something like that. My goal is again to not to throw companies under the bus. It is to ensure that they feel the best product that they can, the safest product they can. Now, if they ignore me <laughs> and I say, hey, that firing pin repainting or that firing pin retaining pin mm-hmm. needs to be made out of stainless steel instead of out of spring steel. Uh, if I say that and they're like, fuck you, Curtis. Can I say that? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Uh, it's all right. Yeah. yeah. Um, if, if they say, screw you, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, it's fine. Nobody that, and this one gets me. The the companies that know that the mass quantity of people that purchases their gun will not put enough rounds through it to yeah. do that. It yeah. goes ahead with it anyway. Mm-hmm. I will bury that company. Okay. Right? Like that is complete. Like if you ignore has that happened. That- so so I'm sorry. I'm I'm not trying to cut you off. I just I'm just trying to anticipate what people's questions are. So you make the company makes this agreement with you. They send you the gun. You do this testing, something goes wrong, you advise them, hey, you know, this is an issue in here. They don't, um, they don't fix that, right? They ignore you. Has that ever happened and you've still put out, you know, whatever your feelings are about this thing or how does that go down? I don't know that I have anyone in recent recollection mm-hmm. that off the top of my head I can, I can conjure up. Mm-hmm. Um, that has gone that way almost always mm-hmm. we've been very selective of the type of, of clients that we that we bring in mm-hmm. um, and because of that they're they're pretty receptive to to things that come up yeah because that's what they that's what they paid for right. they want me to go out and break it okay um, let me uh, let me interject this opt out of gun control who's always on here is asking this question. Mm-hmm. He says, did you give feedback to Sentry Arms on the UC9 Uzi clone? That gun is hot garbage. And then uh, Mac chimed in here. Oh, my God, the Sentry Uzi is a hot mess. Jason bought um, one. I feel sorry for him. Laugh out loud. Did we Did we do a – I don't know that we did any did – we, did we test the Uzi? I can't Uzi remember. Clone. Yeah. Have you seen the Uzi clone, Walter? I don't know. That I, I, think, I think we had one and we played with it for – like, I think that – like I think my brother bought one actually, mm-hmm. so I I'll be honest. Not every single video that you guys see is built off of of a a, a test. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's we do videos from our time testing guns, mm-hmm. uh, but not every single video that we do is just us like out there testing guns we might be out somebody might purchase something and be like yeah you know whatever i need us i need you know some extra content let's go out and shoot your new uzi clone or whatever you know so that again i don't know if we had an i feel like we have an uzi like we did one mm-hmm. but i don't yeah know. someone would have to uh, opt out of gun control if you saw a video on there let us uh, he says you I did. He you. says you did do a video. So well, that belongs you. to Bacon. We would have to get Bacon, or yeah, yeah. you'd have to get him to tell yeah. you how it's doing. That yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that that was a gun that he purchased. Like, um, okay, another good example of a of a um, 
of such a thing that was recent. There's a video called something like aligning a suppressor on an AK with uh, without a rod or something like that. I can't remember what it is, but there it's about suppressor alignment on AKs. Mm-hmm. He bought that arsenal. That's his personal, personally owned firearm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we just happened to be like. Hey, he's like, hey, man, help me mount a can on this gun without doing these, you know, things. And I'm like, uh, uh one, we should probably just do the other thing. But he didn't want to do that because he wanted a short gun and all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, all right. And he yeah, had the heart already. wants what the heart wants, man. Yeah, exactly. So, like, so, that sort of, I mean, you like, know, so you, like, you yeah, want something because you think it's cool. It doesn't mean that it's going to actually function properly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, there's yeah. there's. There's stuff yeah. like that. I think that, I don't know, the way I do stuff, I feel like maybe I feel that it's easy to tell on whether we're at, we're out there actually testing a gun or mm-hmm. whether we that was just something that somebody bought. Uh, okay, I but at the same time, I don't I think there's a video out on this. Uh, one of my guys bought a CZ75 and it like he fired like four rounds through it and it like blew up in his face. Oh wow. Yeah, like the whole back panel came off and all the parts wow. hit him in the face, hmm. right? So, like, I think there's a video out on that. That was, like, a couple years ago. I don't remember. Hmm. You know, I have, guys, I have over 1,000 videos, mm-hmm. uh, 1,200 videos on on the Internet. Like, I can't remember what I've done, you know, yeah. five years ago, four years ago. Yeah. I can't remember what I had for breakfast this morning. Yeah, there's a lot of things. Uh, Walter, quickly, do you have any yes, knowledge of this century Uzi? I know you're into Uzis, uh, so I don't I, know if you. I don't. I ha- I don't have a century one. I've got a uh, a Norinco semi-auto. Okay. And then I have the Uzis, the post samples. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, that's the other thing I want to point out, guys, is like whenever a gun is broken by the ATF. If you don't understand that reference, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, whenever a gun is broken in that way in which it was an open bolt machine gun and then it has to be converted to a semi-automatic firearm, you're automatically going to have issues because that the, the Uzi was not designed to operate that way. Okay. An open bolt machine gun is completely different. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize when an, when an open bolt machine gun fires that the bolt should not actually contact the front trunnion. Like the mm-hmm. gun should go off and the cartridge should fire and it 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 literally you see a machine gun fire and you'll see that it like it'll rise and then it'll stabilize and then when the gun stops firing you'll see the shooter go like that and that is the gun actually slamming close and dragging the gun down Mm. so like that operating system is different than a closed bolt semi-auto they're just they're just different it's not necessarily just the difference between um an auto sear and stuff like that like that gun is literally not designed an uzi that is not designed to contact at the front like it was never designed to do that mm-hmm. yeah yeah so walter do you want to comment on that i know you're um, if I was gonna so you're buy, itching to uh, comment there. Uh, I was gonna buy a semi-auto Uzi. I'd probably buy an Israeli-made one. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. Imagine um, that. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course, there's the Model A, which was the first version of semi-auto. Then the ATF made them go to the Model B because I guess the Model A was too, too easy to convert to, the full auto, I think, or something like that. 
Um, but right. yeah, nevertheless, yeah, that's, I, mean, I guess that's the ATF reference that Curtis is making. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I was reading, oh. I can't do two things at once. Oh. Um, a military arms at channel asked what the, or he's talking about the DASA. What's the DASA? Uh, not sure. I think that's something from, um, uh, it must be a type Defin of, I think, yeah, definitive arms. That's a definitive yeah. arms gun. Um, I've never I've never shot one, but I know that Mac um, Mac has uh, he's he's got I think that isn't the definitive arms guy now in in Mac's neck of the hood of the woods. I think so. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm terrible at keeping up on that sort of stuff. But mm -hmm. um, now I would trust somebody like definitive arms to take an Uzi and make it a viable semi-auto. Mm -hmm. closed bolt semi-auto mm -hmm. okay like i would trust chase to be able to handle that okay but it's not just as easy uh, oh, okay he oh, says it's, it's, the, a, it's the bolt action yeah 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 i okay. see i don't know if chase or or anyone who knows what they're doing would necessarily even want to take that on so if they took it on yeah you gotta you know depending on who it is and their level of expertise you might go okay if someone's gonna take this on and do it right it would be this person yeah, yeah. like that's that's one that's different than right. just and just a hey, you know this thing came in. We gotta kick him out the door as fast as possible. Just throw a, you know. Yeah, these are cool right now. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Mm. This was in a movie. Let's get it out. Let's get it out there because people are buying it. And it's true what you're saying. I think um, that a lot of people buy guns. I see this all the time. They put maybe twenty rounds through that gun before they wind up selling it again. You know, or have, if, if they never sell guns, they put 20, 50 rounds through it in the life of having it. I'm sorry, go ahead. I I have such a friend that, like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, where do you get all this money from? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like, and they just, they, they buy them, they shoot them for a little they bit. Want, yeah, they want to have it. Yeah, yeah they, they wanted to experience it, so they went out and, you know, they mm -hmm. got it. They turned out they didn't like it. Uh, my brother actually did one uh, recently where he bought... The, the tiny CZ Micro, like the CZ uh, Scorpion Evo Micro. Okay. The one that has the fake Silencer Co. thing on the front of it. Mm -hmm. And because if you look at all the way that it's marketed, that looks like it's going to be an awesome suppressor hose. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the probably the worst direct blowback suppressor hose that we've ever had. Like you put a, a wet can on the front of it and it's like leaking out of every surface it's loud like that one now the size up from that i think is great mm -hmm. it, i think and so it's it's really i yeah. think the 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 idea that shorter is better you know or shrinking the the thing down doesn't necessarily make it better or you know now that's the one he wanted because he thought that was the sexiest yeah, one that cool. was available yeah it looks cool yeah um, the, turns, there's, turns there's out, a thing for that <laughs> i mean that's the, yeah. The K guns, as I call them, are the are the trend now. And the, and the, and instead sure. of getting a real K, like an HKK, mm -hmm. um, which works really well, by the way. Um, yeah. Yeah. People make everything else that yeah. it just. Kind you got to give credit. Cool. Uh, you got to give credit to something looking cool. Is that does that oh, mean it's actually going to friggin' work properly for you? Let's well, just say sex sells, right? Yeah. Same yeah. thing yeah. with guns. Yeah, that's valid. It's valid. Let me get this in real quick. Uh, Military Arms says uh, DA is their own company. Uh, no co-ownership or anything. They co-locate, so they work uh, closely together. So there you go. 
um, definitive arms, I should say. And Fuds of America says uh, Uzis are unnecessary. A Winchester Model 94 is a far better hunting gun. <laughs> uh, so I have a um, I have a friend. I'm not going to name him. Uh, but he's a he's a manufacturer oh, okay. that drives around the around the country and does demos of those products and things like that. Uh-huh. He rides around with an Uzi in his Ford Raptor door jam. Okay, I believe it. So yeah. uh, all I can say is like if if he's choose if that's what he's choosing. Now I I hope that if he's watching I hope that he doesn't take this the wrong way. But you're the hero we need, sir. If you end up in a shooting someplace. You are making the news. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> um, and he knows how to use it. I've seen him shoot it out of a vehicle. Yeah. He he's not the there. only one. Um, Richard from uh, BWE Firearms, he says that's what he carries. If he carry, he doesn't carry like, you know, he doesn't carry oh. a Glock 19 or anything like that if he feels like he needs protection. He just, now, he just, when you say Uzi, is it a... Is it a- yeah. Full auto Uzi or post no, sample? A, no, it's a post sample. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say because you guess what, the Uzi works. <laughs> when you pull the trigger, it goes bang. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. No. And some um, of those some of those have, bullets might hit you. Um, <laughs> the other thing, I have another friend. Um, I haven't talked to him in years, but he carries an M11 in oh. his vehicle. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Anybody who doesn't know, that's the fast, like, that's the that's the micro Uzi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's not actually what it is, but, like, the easiest way for me to explain it's what it is. Smaller Mac-10. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. a, yeah, it's a tiny Mac-10, mm-hmm. and it's fast. Yeah. yeah. And once again, if it's running right, it runs, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Opt out of gun control says he knows who you're talking about. And uh, CloverTac is in here. He says a little late. What's up, chat peeps? Hank, Walter, Curtis. Um, so let's see. Okay, so we've been, we got it. I, I, we're right now talking about, I don't know if people are satisfied with this whole thing. I think there's lots of different things going on with reviewers. I saw Max say it earlier. Everyone has a different thing that they do. Um, I, I try to uh, expose to people what I'm doing. I think I agree with you. There's guns that we buy, guns that I borrow from uh, friends or whatever. Uh, there's people I work with, like Walter. I disclose that if I work with someone. Um, as a matter of fact, in a relationship with me and Walter, we actually make more videos just about guns than about his guns that he builds. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think I'm, I'm completely fine with everyone doing what they do as long as, like, you're, what you're doing right now, Curtis, is you're laying it out, which I've seen you do it before. I don't. This is nothing new. Um, as long as I've known you, you've been pretty much the same exact way. Um, I think that's really all the people need to do. You know, I support like what Mac does. Matter of fact, I'm sure I'm, I'm one of his patrons, mostly so I could spy on him. Well, you know, not I, only spy I, I on give him, him money so I, I can see what he's up to. <laughs> but I appear in his. I appear on the side of his page. You know, yeah. Like in the, in the, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. No, so. but I want to know what people are working on, um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because, like, that's part of how I do market research. Yeah. The other thing I would say that I, uh, I'll also say about my process is uh, people are like, hey, man, did you see the video on so-and-so that they put out yesterday? Um, let's take uh, – let's say let's say that since he's here, we might as well talk about him so he can defend himself. Let's say Mac puts out a video on uh, – The Glock the, 44. No, go on ahead. On the Glock 44, all right? <laughs> 
And I just so happened to have been contracted by Glock. This is hypothetical. This has not happened. Um, but let's say I was contracted by Glock to figure out what's wrong with the damn Glock 44. Um, if I chose to accept the project, which is a big F, um, <laughs> um, then I would not watch anything else on the Glock 44. I wouldn't watch what Mac was doing on the Glock 44 until I had got a fair amount of my time on it. Because I have um, a problem where there's so much information that comes in to my business, my phone, my email mm-hmm. um, on a regular basis that I will forget that something happened. And I will wa- I know that I, ha- I have an iterative personality where I might see something on Tim's channel and then three months <laughs> later think that it was my original idea. <laughs> Yeah, I so get it. I, I get to see what you're so, saying. So yeah. sometimes I have to recuse myself from watching something. Mm-hmm. I might well, I might browse through something and say, hey, you know, I'm here. I saw that you're doing this. Keep up the good work, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but a lot of times if I'm going to use something as reference material, I may not watch it until I'm about 90%, 95% done with my work to be like, hmm, did I miss anything? You know, mm-hmm. let's go watch some other people's stuff that's been done on this to see if I missed anything or, hey, what did that, you know, I'm not a big buttons and switches guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so there might, you know, I might get a gun that's got like a couple buttons and switches on it that I didn't use. And it might be like, uh, you know, I don't know what all that stuff does, but, you know, somebody might uncover that problem, a problem with that that I missed because uh, I don't use the slide release on mm-hmm. a pistol, for instance. Yeah. You know, Tim might do something, he might shatter the mag release off the side of the thing because, you know, he was using it and I wasn't. Mm-hmm. So there's just a different, sometimes different uh, mindsets and methodologies don't uncover certain things. Yeah. So I think if, if go ahead, you're reviewing something walk. like that, it's almost like being a juror. You don't want to, you can't listen to all the news going on. No. It's going to bias your opinion, too. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then you, exactly. you come, oh, I, I just ain't going to work. I saw Tim said it didn't work, so it's not going to yeah. work, you know. I found, so, I found that I've, I've seen that happen to me that, like, there might be something that I'm interested in. And I watch, let's say Mac did a video on it. By the time I finish watching that, I don't feel like I want to do anything with that anymore. Because I feel like, oh, it's been done. I mean, done not, not, yeah, not in a bad way. It's like, oh, it's there. You know, I don't feel like I need to. I don't feel that. What's the best way to put it? I don't feel that curiosity now to go down that path. So sometimes, like you're saying, I'll rather like, okay, I know this is happening, but I'll go do this thing. And then, you know, not let that poison the well or whatever. I'll go do it and see how I find it. Like Walter's saying, you know, I'll see how do I find this thing, dude. And then I'll go look afterwards to compare, like you're saying. So I think exactly. we all I think like we all for, do that. Mm-hmm. For instance, Military Arms in the comments just said that he never slingshots a slide. Almost mm-hmm. never. Right. Mm-hmm. He almost always uses the slide release. I am mm-hmm. the exact opposite. OK. And the reason why isn't that mm-hmm. like some people were like, oh, yeah, it works 100 percent of the time, which is, you know, relatively mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Um, I want the extra spring tension, that extra quarter inch that I get from pulling the slide to the rear. OK. I want I want the extra spring tension because it's more likely to make the thing go, hmm. um, you know. So that's just kind of my mindset i actually have a video coming up where we're going to be testing that sort of thing across a couple different guns to see what happens if you do that so if you rack it back and yeah. then re- to yeah. release we're going to get versus, real numbers versus dropping no, it. I've, I've got a force gauge that just arrived okay. we're going to do some real numbers type thing mm-hmm. um to, to show the difference between bolts at the bolt stop push the button or um 
pull the charging handle back to what the rear. Do, what do the manufacturers say on this? The manufacturers want you to pull it, or they want you to hit that? Um, a lot of the time, to be honest, mm -hmm. um, as somebody who's kind of working on a private label thing right now and having looked at lots of different uh, manufacturers' manuals, mm -hmm. most of them will not give you a method of operation on that. <laughs> um, because, mm. like yeah, about it, yeah. bingo. If you, if you go to grab that slide and pull it back, and next okay. thing you know, you give it, you put it in your buddy's gut because you did some weird ass, or you do this kind of thing, and yep. you shoot your forearm. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They they will they will, a lot of times they won't, they just they won't say anything about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that and that's, okay, so that's deliberate. That's deliberate. Yeah. They, okay. Because yeah, because of legalism. Mm -hmm. um, lawyers. Lawyers. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's all blood suckers. Yeah, you know, that's, that's <laughs> that always comes um, into play in this. Let me. Okay, I don't know. Um, I, I just want to, unless you unless you've got something you really need to get, I wanted to jump into another issue here because I noticed we're already like past um, eight o'clock, so we've already done like an hour. We're 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 gonna go sorry. till nine. This, no, this it's how good. it goes. Yeah, no, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, are you guys? Are you all familiar with Arms List? I know I had him on last night. I think you said you watched. Some of that, right? I watched Curtis? a little bit of it. Yeah, um, I yeah, I was I was reviewing it while I, um, while I was um, getting ready to go to bed. Oh, okay. So, so yeah. one, of, so the reason I don't know what is happening with my screen here. It's throwing. Okay, here we go. Um, yeah, I'm throwing the screen up on here. So here we go. Oh yeah, here we, here's the article. Um, federal lawsuit filed versus armslist com, Excuse me, in death of a uh, police commander so um it looks if you read through this whole thing it looks like the uh the uh the widow of that police commander i think the brady organization etc they uh -huh. are they are suing arms list based on what on what happened here um uh, with this with this bad guy who i guess he used arms list to somehow get his hands on this thing, did a bad thing. Unfortunately, uh, took out a police officer. Now, what they're what they're attempting to do is to sue Arms List out of existence by doing that. We had Jonathan on um, last night, and he was talking a little bit about this: how he has to like have uh, a fund in order to keep fighting all these things because there's lots of lawsuits uh, coming in his direction. Some that have gone almost all the way up to the Supreme Court. Uh, what, what do you guys think about this? Uh, I'll start with you, Curtis, if you. So there are um, I'm trying to work out the acronym right now mm -hmm. on my on my pad here. I'm failing. Mm -hmm. um, probably part of why they're attacking arms list mm -hmm. is that they see it as probably a little bit lower hanging fruit than going after the manufacturer of the gun mm -hmm. uh, because there are protections put in place legally for manufacturers of firearms mm -hmm. that um, say that if this is misused, um, you can't sue them. Now, there mm -hmm. was some, there is some controversy over that because uh, Bushmaster was, a Remington was a, was deemed able to be sued over the Sandy Hook thing. So right. there is, there is precedent that they can break that. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that they are seeing the amount of money that was required to get that with Remington, um, and they're now looking at it and be like, "Hey, we want to sue somebody and go after Arms List because they think that they're they're relatively low hanging, an easier target, right? And Much arms, easier target, right? Um, and 
Ar- arms list. I I know John. Uh, I, I I we have cell phone communication. Like we we can text each other, um, and we we do on whenever issues like this come up. Mm-hmm. Um, because Armsless has taken the stance that they have taken, which is a great stance, which is, hey, private transfers are legal. This is your right as uh, an American citizen to conduct a private transfer. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to help facilitate that because they have taken that stance and put the principles on the line, mm-hmm. put their money where their mouth is. That makes them a target. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way this world is. So absolutely, if you got it, uh, help arms list out. Yeah, um, I will try to throw uh, some some kind of uh, link in in the video here. I don't know if Lola can hear me. We'll try to uh, get something there to throw it up to help them out. So the thing here is that they're not they're not selling any guns. Arms list. The easiest way for me to explain it is like Craigslist. So yes. Craigslist is not se- selling you anything. Um, they're basically a, a website, a platform that you go on and you do things and you are required to follow the law wherever you live. Exactly. That's now, how that works. Mm-hmm. The, the only problem with that is just like Craigslist, mm-hmm. and I, I, I hate to stick in the crawl of, of arms list, mm-hmm. uh, because of that, because of that kind of like laissez-faire situation, like, hey, we don't conduct your transfer, you guys got to mm-hmm. follow all the rules, do it all yourself, you know, mm-hmm. we're just here to have to facilitate it because of that you really have to do your homework mm-hmm. while you're there you go meet some dude in the back alley to buy some guns yeah uh, uh be careful uh but th- but this is but you know this is the whole thing about being adults and doing your own thing i i know that clover tack and and mac are having this conversation in the background i'm gonna paraphrase it basically like one of the things they're worried about with arms list is there's a lot of scammers on there you know so you don't know if you're actually talking to someone who's even selling a gun you know, there, there, there could be all kinds of different weird things going on. Well, and the thing about that, that's happening in the world. <laughs> you know, you buy, you buy something on eBay or anywhere else. Like uh, I'm into watches and there was recently a story in the watch world where a guy who is known, who has like a YouTube channel um, and he talks about watches and all that kind of stuff. And he was selling watches and he sold someone like a fake Rolex you know, and and then that became a whole thing, right? It blew up, and the guy wound up pulling down his cha- his channel, all his, you know, pulling himself off of forums and everything because this all got out there. He apparently was doing it to several people. Yeah, buyer beware. Wherever you do stuff, you know, things like that could happen. Someone could always uh, con you, scam you. Happens to the best of us, <laughs> you know. Um, so I think that's definitely a thing that happens. Uh, at the same time, I don't. I think that arms list has the right to exist. Agreed. You know, and um, the the fact of people trying to go after them because they facilitate something. Let's say I go on eBay and and I buy a hammer, and then I go bludgeon someone to death. Is that person I bought the hammer from on eBay responsible? Is eBay responsible for that? No, that's absurd. And but the, the problem here, Hank, is that you're uniformly applying logic. To a bunch of people that are not logical, right, and have unlimited resources. Yeah. Um, yes. And yeah. Back yeah. to that lawyer parasitic thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think what they're trying to do, like you said, Curtis, is if they can get one of these to stick. I know. I know that Jonathan spends a lot of time fighting this stuff. If they can get one of these to stick, just imagine where that goes over to. And that's the big problem. That's why I'm very, very adamant that. 
uh, whenever you see something on arms list, you need to share it. You need to look at it. You need mm -hmm. to see if there's a way that you can help. Yeah. Because again, we're they're just just like the bump stock situation. Mm -hmm. That is an insulatory situation. Mm -hmm. So if if the bump stock is in existence and legally sold, then that's the lowest hanging fruit that they had at the time. They got it. It's still mm -hmm. being fought, but they got that. Now they can march on to something else. Well, if they get arms list, who's mm -hmm. next? Right. And that's why the deal with Remington was such a big deal. I have mm -hmm. no love for Remington whatsoever. Okay? Like, my my uh, Remington 870 is the greatest piece of shit that I have ever paid money for. <laughs> and, like, I'm, I'm, a I'm a Mossberg guy myself. It but, sits... Yeah next to my dehumidifier and it's a rust pile <laughs> okay like okay it, it, it's it's terrible uh -huh. it's a horrible it's an absolutely horrible product mm -hmm. but it's important that we are cognizant of the stuff that is happening with remington it's a bad thing even though they've let their qc slide quite a bit over the years mm -hmm. it's a bad thing that they are getting hemmed up by the people in from San, sandy hook because Ultimately, they've poked a hole in that whole thing that says if you make a firearm, you can be held liable for its misuse. Yeah, it won't end there. It won't end there. Eventually, oh, well. they'll go after everyone, right? If they get away with that, they'll go after every manufacturer of everything for anything that has ever happened. I mean, you know. So I, I'm an 07, okay, mm -hmm. um, and I have to carry firearms manufacturer's insurance, okay? Mm -hmm. I've been doing some shopping. And I tell you what, that my premium is seven times higher since that whole thing with Remington came down. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Seven times. <laughs> seven times. Okay. Yeah. And do you have a lot of alternatives for, no, um, there are, for insurance? No, there are, there's okay. only a couple. Wow. And they know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know Walter, you're you're in the same boat, right? So Yeah. Well Walter, yeah. if you haven't paid your premium recently, brace um, for impact, my friend. <laughs> um it's a long story which I'm not gonna go into on the on uh, in mm -hmm. front of the whole world, yeah, but so um, I didn't I didn't mean to put you in the box. <laughs> but uh, have have a no, couple sorry. have an incident or two and find out how yeah. you ever seen this good hands thing? Chat! Goodbye. See ya. <laughs> they drop the heads. <laughs> they, they they drop you so fast to make your head spin, and then they want oh I don't know five or six times more than to, to do it again, you know. So it's like no. I yep. mean, yeah, it's bad. It's a scam. No, it and absolutely is a scam. You can thank a lot of different things, but you know it goes back to that uh, that parasitic uh, lawyer thing too. So uh, mm -hmm. because one breeds off the other, the courts breed off of that. And they're like doctors. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't penalize one. A doctor, a doctor's in uh, stuff, you know, they, a doctor very rarely gets thrown out of being a doctor because, you know, that, another doctor has to do that. Mm -hmm. So very rarely does a lawyer get unlawyered because another lawyer has to do it, a judge. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so they, co they cover each other's asses. So, mm -hmm. and this is a, this is the reason, for instance, why guns are so expensive like that's one of the things that causes the cost of guns to rise mm -hmm. um like it's when you be when you build a gun it's not just 
it, it, for commercial sale. It's not just the parts. It's the parts. It's the packaging. It's the insurance. It's the uh, excise tax. Like by the time you do all that sort of stuff, you can't make it in, mm-hmm. in America. Mm-hmm. And anybody who is, then they people want to haggle over the margin that you're making on the thing. It's it's utterly ridiculous. And unfortunately, if we continue to do that as a consuming populace, um, you are going to destroy the gun industry as a consumer of the gun industry. Well, you're going to destroy every industry because just like mm-hmm. California, now everything causes cancer. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like, a really? Um, okay. okay, I've got information for everyone. The sun is the biggest cancer-causing uh, device in the unit yeah. in our solar system. As I, like to, as I like to say, it causes frog babies. You know, so, um, you know everything, everything. Mm-hmm. And then you have the lawyer, the lawyer crowd that that looks mm-hmm. for the the next uh, um, uh, thing to attach their 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 blood sucking yeah. stuff to to drain it. So, right, right. You know. Yeah. I think this we see that this is already happening to lots of different things. I'm sure some of that's baked in already to guns. Look at cars, yeah. for example. You know. Yeah, but they don't. You know, if, if you if you if you take your Chevy and go rob a bank, is it the Chevy's fault? No, they ain't gonna sue. Se- if I take that Chevy, if I and we're gonna use Chevy because they're shitty. Um, um, okay. If you take now that, you really wanna you really wanna troll people. Oh yeah. God, here it goes. <laughs> I'm yeah. telling you. I'm a Ford driver. <laughs> that's um, his. That's his opinion right there. Yeah. So, uh, although um, I am, a, I do, I do drive Ram trucks right there. You know, you know I have and every now and then an Audi, but we'll, we'll forget about I, that. I have a, I have a friend uh-huh. that has multiple Ford tr- or uh, Ram Dodge trucks mm-hmm. for his. Uh, sorry, I couldn't think of the name. Um, he has multiple Dodge trucks that they drive all over the country for his training business, mm-hmm. and you know they report no problems as long as they continue to keep up with the with the like oil stuff. change yeah. maintenance, like maintenance parts. You know, mm-hmm. if you keep up with them, they're supposed to be really good. Yeah, um, Ram Ram I think is like number two right now, probably behind Ford. Ford's number one. I mean, yeah. when it comes to like pickup they, trucks, but they are Ram's doing, coming they are, coming in. Yeah, I, I think that they are doing a really good job at Ford. It, they're really expensive. Okay, yeah. let's just be honest. Okay, they they are very expensive. Yeah, you have uh, Rams truck. look Rams look better too. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I would I'm just, say <laughs> they do. They it do. Depends. It depends. Okay. Um, I really do hate the way the new Chevys look. Oh God, they're horrendous. They're, oh, they're, they're oh really they're terrible. What are they thinking? Oh, I don't agree yeah. with you guys it's, on it's that. Like, I think they're, the they're new like, Chevys look sexy. They're making the front of Chevy look like a pug. Yeah. You know why? Like for a while, they were also doing the thing where the truck was like leaning forward, like they had like it's just like guys, come on, like we don't, uh, it's not a sports car, no, okay? Yeah. It's a it's a truck, okay? Oh, um, so but anyway, okay. all right, all right, I, I, we digress. I, we we're digressing here. Yeah. So if if I take that vehicle and I drive it through the front of the bank to use it as a weapon to to um, to rob it and probably injure some people. Chevy ain't getting getting sued for that. The car dealership that sold me that thing isn't getting sued for that. You know, like the, the, again, we're talking about the the logical applicate or the uniform application of logic. Um, it, for some reason, with everything, mm-hmm. we talk about guns in every facet, and you just break all logic mm-hmm. whatsoever. So because they're so dangerous. Well, not only they're so well, dangerous. Come on, well, they, they say that stuff, but it also goes. It also goes back to what we talked about at the beginning. It's a right? 
Mm-hmm. It goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning, different business models for different things. Mm-hmm. People get pissed off that I make that I built a business working with guns. Like, how does that make any sense? I don't understand why people get pissed off. I don't understand why gun guys get pissed off, which we're not supposed to believe in communism or socialism. I don't know how you're supposed to feed yourself or get your eyebrows waxed or whatever. I don't wax my eyebrows. (laughs) You know, I don't know how you're supposed to do that and, like, just buy guns and ammo all the time. You know, I don't know where you're supposed to... I don't know how you're supposed to do it, but people believe that, that you... I I think a lot of this comes with just plain old envy or jealousy or whatever. I mean, it's just, it's just simple. I mean, man, you know, like I hear from people, man, you got it great, man. You the guns all day, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay. All right. Wonderful. On the surface, it's very glamorous. <laughs> yeah. on, the, on the surface, it's very glamorous. Mm-hmm. Uh, my UPS guy, I got a different, or not a UPS guy. I got a different FedEx guy this week mm-hmm. and he delivered a whole bunch of stuff. And he's like, wow, this all looks good. And then he, I talked to him for a little bit about what what it is. It's work. Yeah. 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 It's just like just just like mm-hmm. your guys' job, except mm-hmm. for I don't have a guarantee of getting paid. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> like I have to go out and find it. Right, uh, right, right. Mm-hmm. And I have to do it all myself and write the test protocols. And, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And I wanted to point out um, we had Patreon Day this year mm-hmm. where we invited, we actually invited multiple people. Uh, but only one guy actually responded to his Patreon thing, so he was the only person who got to come out. I don't understand. Hey, come out and shoot machine guns and unlimited ammo for a day, and you don't respond to your email? I, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, it, Maybe I, they I, were too I, nervous to meet you in real life. It happens. I, I, I paid for the new <laughs> hotel room. Right? Yeah, like, but some I, people are genuinely nervous. Or Listen, some people like supporting you. But they don't really need to get up close and personal with your eyebrows. And and I I, I got it. Okay. Yeah. But at the same time, I at the same time, I would put up with my eyebrows if I if somebody oh, was like, hey, yes, of course. Uh, you know? Yeah. Um, but but anyway, mm-hmm. I had him I had him in uh, for a day and a half. Um, and we went out and did all kinds of stuff. I kinda I made it almost like a a day in the life of an intern type thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And by oh. the end of the so first day, you made day, him work. You made him I work. I made him do some stuff. I didn't make him do a whole like a okay. whole bunch of bad stuff, but mm-hmm. I gave him a taste of like, okay, hey, yeah, we need to load all fifty of those magazines, mm-hmm. right? And I stood there and pressed magazines with him, you know, mm-hmm. like, but hey, we have to go do that, or hey, we have to we have to go get this or go get that, or mm-hmm. um, by the end of one day, he was like, I had no idea mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. amount of work that goes into what you do. Yeah, and I'm not trying to say that to toot my own horn. He got one a one day snapshot, mm-hmm. and he is like, I had no clue how hard this was because yeah. I made him get on camera too. Yeah, right? when people I, see that, just the setup. I remember. So the same thing happened with Babyface Walter. You remember that when Babyface uh, Patrick, who's on, he's on the podcast here. And he has his own YouTube channel now because I encouraged him to go out and have his own thing because I'm not paying him. Um, you know, when he first started coming out and shooting with us, he was like, what the hell is going on? I just want to shoot guns. No, that's not how this works. <laughs> you can't just go to shooting guns. There's a lot of standing around, 
uh, posing with this thing. Let's make sure, okay, we have to make sure we're safe. We have to set this up. We have to do this. We have to stop right now. You know, we have to start again. Yeah, it's tough. It's not, I'm not trying to say it's the worst job in the world or anything no, like that. it's the greatest job yeah. in the world. The toughest part <laughs> of it is what you said. It's not very um, easy to make a living doing it. Um, you could v very much easier go off and do a bunch of other things and make a living. But, you know, yeah. you have to be a nine to five kind of guy to do some of those things. So the um, uh, a good example. Let's say mm -hmm. that you see a scene where I'm standing there, and you guys will you do video. You guys will re resonate with this. I got a thing. Okay, I'm talking about it. If I'm out there filming it by myself, I don't have a cameraman to go there. You know, sometimes I have a cameraman, but a lot of times I don't. Um, just for time. You know, I might be shooting this piece of video at you know at you know nine in the morning. Mm -hmm. You know. Just My get closest. just get a Jason, man. That's all you have to do. Just get a Jason. So, I could pay a, pa a cameraman to come out and do that, or yeah. but I'd have to also teach him what it is that it's I not, need. It's to not. It's not. It's not even. You have to. You have to. It's a. That's a tough thing on its own to find so someone I, who you could trust, who understands. You. Like yeah, that's a whole. thing. I know exactly how I want when I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. I'm like there. I know exactly what it's going to look like when I take it back to the computer and what I need to do while I'm there. And mm -hmm. what I need to do later to make it look the way that I have it in, that I have it imagined in my head. Yeah. So I'm talking about this thing. Mm -hmm. If I say five or six things, if I point to five or six things, I have the op, I have the choice whether I get up to the camera, show it to you guys, get it to focus, you know, all that sort of stuff. Sometimes it may not work. Sometimes the lighting's not conducive. All that sort of stuff. Um, uh -huh. uh, no, I'm just laughing because I know. Yeah, I this know. Is, this is yeah. a real problem. So like, right. you know, so that that four that four minute segment where we talked about the features of the gun is actually like an hour and a half, mm -hmm. okay, of in and out, in and out, in and out, and when I'm done, I have to know. Oh well, you know that looked wonky. I need to go take B-roll of that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now we've got another hour of B-roll on top of that where we're just like. And B-roll looks kind of like this, guys. You've got the camera, and you're pointing it at it, and you're like, no, that's a little bit crooked. Uh, no, that's a little bit crooked. No, uh, that's a little bit out of focus. Oh, fuck, the sun came out. <laughs> you, know, you know, like that for an hour. Yeah. And so you see those yeah. nice, pretty things? Or the best ones are the panning shots, where you're panning on the thing, and mm -hmm. it's like, you know, you're, you're panning, you don't even realize that you're panning anymore, and you're like, oh, my, my leg itches. And then you, like, bump the camera the wrong way, and it screws up the shots, and you set the whole shot back up again. You know, that sort of thing. Or um, the one that I do every once in a while is uh, non-replicatable stuff. Like, I have a shot of a fire burning in the background of a gun, okay? Well, there's only so much material I can throw in that fire. It's only going to last so long, so we got to you know, if we got three shots we got to get of three different things that got to be in that panning shot, we got to do that like right meow. Mm. Yeah. You know, so it's not replicatable. And yeah. if it's not by not replicatable, what I mean is like if I don't get one of them or if one of them screwed up, they don't play well together. There's a continuity problem, you know, and you'll see it when you watch the video. Mm -hmm. it, I have to scrap it all. Mm -hmm. So I, I lose about 50% of all video that is captured mm -hmm. is left on the cutting room floor. Yeah, yeah. I wish I wish that um, somehow I had a way to show people all the arguments I have with Lola. You can ask Walter. 
<laughs> it'd be, it'd, it'd be good like... just to just to do when those two were going at it. Yeah, it's like, because <laughs> of what you it's because of what Curtis is just saying. Like he know I have to edit everything. Lola does help me sometimes shoot video, um, and that's where we argue because I'm I'm editing the thing at the end of the day, so I know what I'm trying to do. And that itself, yeah. Listen, it's just not it's not easy doing this stuff. You know, uh, I'm not trying to make it seem. Uh -huh. Especially man, like I don't I don't want to use the term managing, but trying to I have an image in my head of what what it needs to look like, and getting that other person to fit right. that that whole thing is is a thing. Mm -hmm. Like my wife won't go shoot with me anymore. Like very rarely. The last time she went to shoot with me is when I made my first post sample machine gun. Mm -hmm. Okay, because I was like, "Hey, I have a machine gun. You want to go shoot it?" Yeah, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Um, other than that, like, "Hey, I have this pistol. Do you want to go?" Nah, no. I don't want to shoot. Lola with you. does it out of guilt, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the only thing. It's not fun. Trust me, it's not a it's not a fun deal or whatever. And Walter enjoys it. Walter, that's like his little that's like his little dessert to watch us fighting about something. It's like that's oh, hilarious. Now I feel can good. I, can I address something in the yes, uh, in sure. the comments? Yes. Um. So Armament and Axis says I love it when you put up bloopers. Mm -hmm. Um. So I try. Mm -hmm. um, again, it depends on how long the video is, but at the end, usually I have a thing that pops up. It says more from BSO. It's like the closeout thing where mm -hmm. I can put up a bunch of like the end screen stuff through the YouTube, mm -hmm. you know, uh, program or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I will try to find some stuff if I remember uh, some bloopers to put up there. So guys, if you're watching a video, watch it all the way to the end if you want to see the bloopers because I've got... I don't know what is what do they give you like forty five seconds at the end of the video or something For like that, that end card, yeah the end cards you know so I usually I'll try to find something that's that's usable if it was a really tight project where we didn't get a whole lot of screw ups or anything like that which is very rare I will mm -hmm. admit very very rare that there aren't at least a few screw ups that are that are worth putting on the internet um, I usually put those there mm -hmm. because I think that that's the other thing uh, we talked earlier on like people being like super duper professional all operators. the time yeah, yeah like <laughs> operator you know door kicker person no like we make mistakes all the time and mm -hmm. including that in my opinion humanizes quite a bit and it also allows me to go back and review and be like wow kurt you you really are a fuck up man yeah <laughs> like yeah that whole like humility thing and that's one of the reasons like important. i have some I have some very, very scathing videos of me on the internet, and I leave them on there where it's like, gosh, wow, that technique is terrible. What were you doing? Like, why are you holding the gun that way? Oh, you got the chicken wing out? Yeah. That or I've got the, the finger wrapped on the on the trigger guard or like, you know, there's uh -huh. just or like my speech patterns all off or something like that. Like. I leave those terrible videos up to remind myself of where I came from. Yeah. What is going on, woman? Oh, okay. All right. Just some weird stuff going on in the studio here right now. Very crazy. It's a good thing that there's no uh, camera here to show what's actually happening in in here. Um, yeah, it's not. Uh, we uh, we leave that kind of stuff in there too, man. Uh, the other day we were shooting. Uh, what was that that we were shooting, Walter? I'm trying to remember. Oh, it was a 
the Henry rifle axe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so it's supposed to be like, what, two and three quarters or something? Yeah, that's uh, the max shelf. size cartridge. You can put. Yeah, which I know that. I read that. <laughs> I didn't read it. I went and bought the, the right things I thought, but somehow grabbing the stuff off of the shelves, I got three like, inch. yeah, I got, I got the three inches in there. And Walter, Mr. Operator here jammed the three inch into it. Of course. Yeah, because I would have done the rack, same thing. Then I could have <laughs> the thing and it's like stuck. Yeah. And it's like, oh. But see, see I, this is, I need to have a camera. This is why I've thought about a cameraman because I just need somebody to follow me around mm -hmm. sometime because I will do something like that and I will go on a rampage for like 15 minutes. <laughs> this thing is the greatest piece of shit in the world. Like, why the, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I'll read the side of the gun and be like, oh, it's a 410 <laughs> shotgun. It doesn't. And it says two and a half right on the side of it instead of three inch. Yeah, and I, that's but that's, that's what really happened. That's what happened to us. And we captured that and I left it in the video uh, deliberately for that reason. I'm sure there's people there like, oh, you're an idiot. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, I am an idiot. It happens. I caught a systemic ammunition problem at an ammunition manufacturer. Um, I currently don't work with that company anymore, but we will be professional and not name them. Um, but they sent me, I was like, Hey, I need 44 Magnum for my desert Eagle. They sent me 44 Magnum, open the box, fill the magazine, drop the, uh, cause you pretty much have to on the desert Eagle. Like, uh, some of the desert Eagles, like the way that they're, they're not a really a combat handgun. Like sometimes they have to be treated gingerly, uh, because of the way the magazine fits, depending on which caliber. This mm -hmm. particular one r was new and very selective of the ammunition and the way it was all set up. Uh, anyway, drop the drop the slide, and it doesn't go all the way in. I'm like, what the hell? You know. So I pull the round out, throw it off, put the next one in. Same thing. I'm like, what is going on? So I start inspecting the rounds, and can you guess what happened? They sent you the wrong. It was mislabeled. They, Oh, package was, wrong? The packaging said 44 Magnum, but mm -hmm. inside the long package long. was 45 Long Cold. Oh. So, and this is not a big deal, actually, mm -hmm. until you start thinking about it. So, 45 Long Cold, cool, wouldn't fit, right? Like, even, I, I'm very hard on stuff. You cannot. I, I used to say that there's, uh, anything will fit anywhere with a proper application of force. You, it is almost humanly impossible I mean, maybe with a sledgehammer you could get that son of a bitch to close, but you're not, you are not getting a 44 mat, a 44 or 45 long colt in a 44 magnum. Like it's not going to happen. But my question is this: if I have 45 LC in a 44 magnum box, where is the 44 magnum that was supposed to be in that box? <laughs> yeah. Is it now in, in a box in the 45 long colt? That's a serious problem because it will chamber and it will fire. Mm -hmm. And Think about uh, it. yeah, an umbrella of that barrel probably. And it's well, it's a it's a rimmed cartridge, so mm -hmm. that means it's probably going to head space okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that means it's gonna it's gonna catch on the rim. So that means it's probably going to be in battery. Mm -hmm. And ooh, buddy, I don't. You were talking about lawyers earlier. Yeah. Ooh, buddy. <laughs> I don't want to be the owner of that company or anywhere close to that thing. So mm -hmm. I very, you know, I went on a rampage for about 15 minutes. I'm like, why the F would they do this? This is incompetent, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, all right, 
take a picture. Hey, guys, we have a problem. And it was the rim of the case. It said 44 LC. And the box right next to it, it said 44 Magnum. Question being, and I said it, question being, where's your 44 Magnum? You guys should go figure that out. Mm-hmm. Because if it was just they somebody ran the wrong boxes and they're just short a case of you know boxes, you know, not a big deal. But you need to be pretty damn sure that there wasn't a, lo- a run of of mm-hmm. 45 LC that went out with 44 Magnum in it. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of people get hurt. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of people could get hurt. Yeah, let's uh, switch over a little bit, unless you want to talk about something else. Uh, to talking about some of the videos you have up while we have, because there's folks here who've seen your videos, obviously. Richard Maunder says, uh, he says, (laughs) Richard Maunder says the body armor video was great. Well, I'm glad that you guys liked it. Um, That was a, that was a fun one. Uh, We kind of, you know, there's a lot of armor testing out there. So we tried to be practical, but also uh, do something that was a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, for anybody who hasn't seen it, we did a ballistic ladder, we did um, a spall test for the thing, and then we did an absurd test for mm-hmm. the hard body armor. So if we go back to talking about like logistics, that was a that that project took me three days to film and another day to edit. So mm-hmm. five days to do mm-hmm. that one. Okay. So um Plus the time to do the back end of YouTube and, you know, all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, take the picture, do the Photoshop for the for the images and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. that's the way that pro- kind of process works. But consuming, we consumed a whole bunch of ammo and we consumed, I think, four plates total. Mm-hmm. Three. It was either three or four. I think it was three plates, actually. Three plates total um, were consumed, mm-hmm. plus the carriers. Something just popped up on my... No, that's thing. me. I was just sending you a link to something. Go ahead. I'm listening. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, plus the, the carriers. Um, and we have a part two that's coming. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm editing it. I was editing it when we started the show. Uh, <laughs> that will be on their soft armor. So that's even more stuff that was consumed. So that's um, another couple days of testing. So uh, when we say that we go out, and it's a full-time job, it really is a full-time job. Okay, mm-hmm. like, and my full time job, I don't mean nine to five. Okay, like, I'm going to get off this podcast and mm-hmm. I'm going to go do some more editing for probably yeah. about another three, four hours. You're working now. Technically, you're working now. We're all yeah. actually working now. Walter builds guns all day, comes in and does this a couple times a and week. I eat. On, I eat. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah he eats. Yeah. I know people get <laughs> mad at him because he's eating, and I'm like, oh, we can either have him here eating. Or not have him. <laughs> you know, but, I'm sure you'd um, rather not be here. But yeah. you know this. You have prep time, too. Like, yeah. for instance, I what did I say when I first signed on to, to, to the thing today? What did I say I spent my day doing? Uh, I wish I could remember that far back. <laughs> loading loading magazines. Oh, you were loading. Yes, you oh, did I say that. Yes, entire, you were, Yeah, your thumbs. <laughs> your thumbs. I spent the entire day <laughs> yeah. today loading magazines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First AK, then Glock mm-hmm. magazines. Mm-hmm. All day. Somebody's got to load them. They don't load yeah. themselves, no matter what the, no themselves. matter what those guys say. I got to show yeah. you that new loader. I, I got a new loader we're going to try out over the weekend. So. You did? I, have, I have one coming as well. A new it's, Glock mag loader that's really pretty cool, actually. I have one oh, for 5.56 five, because I've got a project coming up. And I may actually come visit you guys um, on this one. 
Um, oh, I'm what's, probably. Um, can you talk about it or it's not? You can't super okay. talk about it, but yeah. it's very high round count, hmm. like like ten thousand or more. Oh, really? Uh, like we. So you need some people to help you pull the trigger. <laughs> yeah. Well, it'll be full auto. I was so, gonna say a belt fit or something. Yeah, you know, it will be. It will be an automatic weapon. So, okay. but I, my my plan currently, and I haven't gotten it fully approved yet. We know the mm. project is happening, but we haven't figured out one hundred percent of the elements. But I am going. I believe that the way we're going to be doing it is I'm going to shoot some of it here, and then um, I might go visit. Like I might pick like five or six people and go visit them. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're down. We'll we'll help you uh, pull some triggers. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like I was joking, Dustin Ellerman thinks I'm joking. Um, mm -hmm. He, I said a, he made a post uh, yesterday on Instagram um, where I was like, "Hey, let's cut a tree in half," you know, because mm -hmm. somebody was bitching about him shooting trees, and I was like, "Select a tree, let's cut it in half mm -hmm. with a with a machine gun." Mm -hmm. And he's like, "I'll go pick one out." He thinks I'm kidding. Yeah, like, you're I'm gonna not do kidding. you're gonna do the predator thing, clear out the forest. <laughs> didn't someone test that didn't um yeah they tried that it doesn't work yeah it doesn't work yeah it doesn't yeah. work right yeah you can't so did anyone actually try to cut down a tree has that been done yet that's, that's been done before oh okay that's well that's there's way 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 back when maxim cut a tree down they did yeah there's i huh. think he they did that with a demo with the chinese he cut a tree down Huh. Way, 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 way back. Was it a big tree, small tree? Well, I mean, you know, tree tree. I mean, what's... Okay. Uh, you know. Not a sapling. No, a sapling. <laughs> no, okay. no, it wasn't yeah. a sapling. Huh. And that was like a water-cooled machine gun, so it just sits yeah. there. Yeah. Richard Mondo says you get to do yard work if you come out to me. Uh, that was you. You got to do. You got to do. You're one of the select few, Richard. You got to do some yard work. That's well, not. Uh, that's not I'm always just gonna, one. I pay people in the brass that I leave on the range. Like, oh, that's what it's yeah, like. right. Here's what we do. We shovel some dirt over that brass. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. People, people yeah. are like, can I come to your range and like pick up? I'm like, no. They're like, why? I'm like, because I have to pay to move rocks to the surface of my range the brass just happens mm. okay the brass and the steel casings they find themselves under the range by themselves i mm. have to get a truck and go get rocks and bring it to my range mm. yeah okay interesting interesting um let's see what other videos do you have out do you want to uh get into here or if not um i i did put up an article here that of something new i don't know whether you've seen it or walter's seen it this is on the truth about guns, so I'm going to put this up here real quick here for everyone to see it. Uh, I, I couldn't find the thing that you sent me. I don't know what oh, happened to it. Okay. Oh, that single-shot pistol yeah, thing? Yeah, search this. It's the ALTOR, Altor Corp, single-shot 9mm. I, I, I look at it and I go, Yeah. why? Meet the Altor Corp <laughs> single... Pistol single shot with a unique design, an interesting trigger. The Altor is available in either 9mm or 380 of ACP. It's an American-made gun made by a small company in Phoenix, Arizona. The why. I've pondered writing this review. I've tried to come up with a few reasons why someone would want a gun like this. That's because the limited utility of a single shot 9mm handgun makes it a tough sell. It's a very unique concept and will most certainly appeal to those of us who like odd or unusual guns out there. Reminds me of the CIA Deer Gun, which itself yeah. was a spiritual successor to the famed Liberator pistol. Um, and basically, it looks like a blow dryer. It looks yeah. Like, 
So here's the thing. Here's what I'm going to say about this. Okay. If the barrel was threaded, mm-hmm. we would consider we yeah, would consider true. it viable because mm-hmm. one of the biggest problems with pistols is when they open up, they the actions make a noise. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they make a lot of noise, mm-hmm. especially dro- direct blowback mm-hmm. uh, guns. They make a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it would be very quiet if it had a threaded. If barrel. it was threaded, okay. Yeah, but yeah. it does absolutely look like a sex toy. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna lie. I wonder what's the price on this. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be something ridiculous. Uh, the price uh, two ninety nine price tag. I have to keep saying the same thing. Why? Wait a minute. Did isn't that the same price that the new high point is gonna be? I think so. Oh, wait a minute. Hang on. No. Wait. Hold on. The good news. No. No. The Altor, no, 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 the Altor is gonna be one twenty nine. It's gonna be one twenty nine. Sorry. The three eighty variants one nineteen. So it's got a predicted street price of around ninety nine bucks, but you could still get a high point for ninety nine bucks. Come on. Yeah, and it's semi automatic. Um, um, I'm not saying I wouldn't get one just because it's a gun. You know. I mean, there is value to that whole thing. Like, like I might have a. My my cousin came over, you know, for the first time in a couple of years, and I walked him into the vault, and we probably stood there and bullshitted for you know an hour. Uh, just like, yeah, this thing right here, you know, this thing's neat. You know, I just pull something out of the corner that's like, mm-hmm. I have pieces like that that are mm-hmm. just, they're there because they're different, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why they're, they have, like, uh, one of them, I have the shotgun that's uh, like a copy of the Terminator shotgun. And, like, it's completely impractical mm-hmm. as, like, an actual, like, useful gun. Mm-hmm. But it's cool and it's different because you have to, like, push through the action to load it like it's it's very 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 different mm-hmm. uh, i keep it it's worth like it's i saw it the other day listed like the street price is like 300 bucks mm-hmm. it's like basically worthless yeah um i keep it because it's different yeah we all collect different things like i collect bullpups so i like anything that's a bullpup i saw that 22 plinkster did a video on the zip gun remember that the zip the 22 it's like a little tiny bullpup thing i don't know if you ever I saw didn't. that Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. It's got the yeah. It takes ten twenty two magazines. Yes, and I, yeah. I guess someone must have probably shot their hand with it or whatever. I don't know what the history. I don't. I've never shot the one I have, but I thought, oh, this is cool. I'll put that in my collection. I'd be afraid. I. That's one of those guns that scares me. <laughs> you, know, you know, but it's like, aware. It's one of the. I like the oddities in the gun world. Right? Yeah, I mean, there is a lot of cool stuff that that happens. Yeah, uh, when people put their mind to something for whatever reason they've identified a problem or they see something that doesn't exist and they're like um when could meet should type thing mm-hmm. and one wins mm-hmm. you know um sometimes you you come up with weird things like the hairdryer gun yeah. yeah what's a weird thing i'll start with walter what's a weird gun that you don't have that you w- wouldn't mind getting your hands on or putting it in your collection just a weird crazy Crazy. Yeah. Well, some of those, there's some multi-barrel pistols out there that the multi-barrel that, that, that came and went. One was called the Cop, I think. It was in 357. It was like a four-barreled stainless steel Derringer-looking mm. thing. Okay. Back in the when it been back in the like 80s. a pepper box kind of thing. Yeah, it looks like that. But oh, okay. Kind of a modern look to it. it yeah. It came and it went. 
That's like that S triple three or whatever it is that standard manufacturing is supposed to. I don't know yeah. if those are actually out there or not. Um, that's kind of like that, right? Or or are you talking about what's the other? What's the AR that has uh, two barrels in? I think it has two triggers. Gil Gil Gilboa. Gilboa, yeah, because I think we bumped into each other at Shot Show or something one time at that booth. The NRA um, meeting. Oh, and okay, NRA, yeah, the Gilboa. I think they're still making those. I guess. I, I think yeah, I, I think I I remember passing them at Shot Show. They had like a little tiny booth, and they're making. Like dual barrel things or whatever. They had double barrel forty five too, nineteen eleven. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I just look at it and I go, uh, why? It's a movie. It's <laughs> good. It's good to be in a movie. I mean, it's a movie it, thing. Yeah. There, Someone, yeah, some, some bad guy that does it. Like when I see the movies and I see the bad guys with that, I'm like, and this is how I know in the real world this bad guy will not make it that far. <laughs> 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 you know. Well well played. Yeah. yeah, it's just like in the like my pet peeve in the movie is the bad guys constantly racking their guns. Do you do you ever see, like you see that like a guy's got like a forty five or so he's got a nineteen eleven and then he's got it pointed at the guy but the guy doesn't think he's serious enough so now he racks the slot like oh if, yeah, yeah if I knew trope. all this time <laughs> yeah that that's a very overused trope yeah um the what gets me isn't necessarily that one it's when they improperly assign that to something like when somebody cocks the hammer on a glock yeah you know <laughs> and, a, and you're like yeah. oh my god did that just happen yeah and my wife will turn to me and she'll be like shut up <laughs> you're not allowed to talk now yeah yeah like she'll see it and she she'll see it and she'll be like oh my god yeah i think that was ant-man where the bad guy had a glock but it had a hammer, so Ant-Man in little tiny size went and blocked the hammer on the clock. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. kind of stuff is just like, oh my gosh, I yeah. can't believe my, what is my happening. eyes, my eyes just, ow, yeah. yeah. So we, actually, because of this, mm -hmm. and it, I actually tend to watch less gun stuff mm -hmm. than your average, like, gun person, okay? Mm -hmm. like, like, okay, I'll just... Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's the level. I'm I'm a, I'm fully gun person. Mm -hmm. Okay, but I liked uh, I like uh, Game of Thrones, The Witcher. Um, Witcher was pretty. Witcher was actually better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I, thought I was, it was surprised. Good. I never I never played the I never played the games. Yeah. Um, I actually downloaded the, the audiobooks. Uh -huh. I'm going to start listening to the audiobooks because I. I was I was impressed with the, what they did with it. I'm looking forward yeah. to season two on that. I didn't but know the I, Superman guy was that good of an actor because of the super. Well, actually, okay, let me take it back. Mission Impossible, that Superman guy was actually pretty good in Mission. In the last know, Mission Impossible, I, there was a lot of stuff written by some purists uh, mm -hmm. that are really into like the Witcher series. Mm -hmm. They were lamenting his you know selection for the role. I thought he did an excellent yeah. job. Um, like he made me interested in the in the thing. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if Walter has gotten up on The Witcher yet. You might not know uh, what you're talking about. Some people, some people don't do the fantasy. I'm a, yeah. I, I like the Lord of the Rings. Uh, you know, like that. That did you see like the Mandalorian? I did. Okay. I watched the Mandalorian. See, I have a, and I, I actually have been violating my own rule uh, lately because of pop culture stuff. Mm -hmm. um, almost. Um, 
my rule is if it doesn't have three series on Netflix, at least I won't watch it. Okay. Oh. <laughs> however, however, the Mandalorian was so strong. It's like, okay, this is work. Like yeah. I have to watch this. This is becoming this is becoming oh. something that I'm seeing every single day. Right, right, right. We have to watch it. So we mm-hmm. got Disney Plus. You had to um, find out about the baby Yoda. We had to figure out what yeah, was going on. Yeah, so like yes. Okay. So yeah. I watched The Mandalorian mm-hmm. and I watched The Witcher most recently. And that mm-hmm. was actually my the first time I have done that was the Mandalorian, and then that enabled me to say, oh, well, I did it for The Mandalorian. I might as well do it for The Witcher. You broke the, yeah, you broke the rule. Also, Walter, yeah. you would like The Witcher. Lots of, uh, there's, would, huh? there's boobies in there. There's... Yeah. <laughs> Stay professional. <laughs> Stay professional, but... Just not even gonna... <laughs> We're just not going to go there. Um, no, it's yeah, that was me. Really that was me, if but, anyone wants to know. But I like that fantasy type stuff, too, mm-hmm. because, like, I think it's because I do so, like, there's so many different elements of what I do that are grounded in, like, reality that mm-hmm. I like to um, to get that sort of stuff. Like, I do a, um, I do audiobooks mm-hmm. on Audible. I don't know how I become an Audible affiliate because I would sell so many Books they won't take gun guys. I tried already. Yeah, yeah. They, Which they is won't. too bad. There's so many good, like books that gun guys like on Audible. But we tried, and they were like, "Nope." Yep. And you're a gun guy. You're out. Yeah. It's unfortunate that it's that way, but it is what mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just part of the thing. I'm going to continue using the service because yeah, uh, I'm really big on the concept of found time. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, I'm working all the time, but like, it's 20 minutes to my gym every day, for instance, because I live in the sticks. So when I'm in the when I'm in the truck, I turn on Audible, and I listen to a book instead of listening to the radio. Why are you, or why are you even going to the gym, man? All you got to do is put some big ass tires out on the range. You know, we, we flip those bad boys over. You know, one of my guys, <laughs> I, was, I was doing that today, as a matter of fact. One yeah. of my guys told me, like Real he sorry. was like, "Hey, Kurt, I would really like a pull up bar at the range, mm-hmm. you know, so I can practice in my plates." And I'm like, "Okay, that's cool." Um, he still, I put, I erected the, the posts on the range and I got him a, an old barbell. All he had to do was put the barbell through the posts mm-hmm. and it still not happened, you know? And it's yeah. like, dude, like I, I, I made the barrier to entry so low. You just had to complete the project. What is wrong with you? Um, he got a promotion at work and he, you know, <laughs> he spends a lot of time and, doing that now so he doesn't have as much time to to play Mm -hmm. but um there was something i was going to say oh found time so to give you an idea how much time i found that i wasted listening to the radio about news that really didn't affect me Mm -hmm. uh, listening to music in the car um i finished between my trips across the nation for things like the iraq veteran shoot um, traveling, you know, to shots and you know various other trips and things like that. I completed um, all three unabridged Lord of the Rings books, the Children of Hurin, which is uh, a subordinate title um, by Tolkien. By Tolkien, mm-hmm. uh, I tr- tried Bless to you. do the Cimmerillion, but I found that I need to actually, it's so heavy that I need to sit down and like have a flow chart to figure out what's going on. So I abandoned that one. I've since done two and a half. So one, book one, book two, and half of book three of Game of Thrones. 
Oh, okay. And now I and now I have all the Wisher books as well. Oh, cool. Downloaded. So yeah. they're in the queue. Yeah. So listen to Dune. Dune is good too. Oh, uh, I will write. I've heard that yes. multiple times. So I'm going to write that down. Yeah. There's a bunch of them. We can. I mean, right now we're already at nine o'clock, but you know, we we should speaking do. A, of, what's up, Walt? Speak, you know, so speaking of tires, I actually moved real tires today from uh, for a real truck. Yeah, for like a military vehicle. I went and bought a couple tires for one of my trucks, and they're oh. big twenty-inch tires, and yeah. Yeah, with the muscles flexing, was that a good workout? Uh, they're pretty heavy. Yeah, they're pretty heavy. Plus, we had to put them up on the shelves in the shop, so we had a little bit of yeah, little bit of. You didn't uh, use a forklift or anything. Oh, I did use a forklift. Oh, oh hell yeah! <laughs> yeah but, why are you trying to? Why are you trying to <laughs> trick are you us? Crazy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just imagining you trying to lift up some tires. But still, we had to. Get them off the trailer onto the fork. Yeah. Move stuff on the shelves. Put them up there. Climb up the mm-hmm. ladder. I'm on the ladder pushing the big tires into the shelves. Mm-hmm. You know, up in the air. So yeah, you know. Yeah, it's a workout. I think that's a workout. Yeah. yeah see, that's yeah, that's real. That's yeah. you don't need to go pay some CrossFit place to do yeah. oh, Don't even get me started on CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> don't even get me started on that fake. That, well, okay, that fake so news. now you can do. Do you see all the virtual stuff that's coming out for workouts? <laughs> I. No, I'm not kidding, Walter. There's virtual. So, like, with CrossFit, now you can get, like, a bike, and then you see a person. Now there's mirrors. Like, you can work out in the mirror. And then today, I forgot what. I think I was looking at, I think I was looking at that um, armor plating video since you were coming on. I was like, oh, let me go look at one of uh, VSO's videos. So, there's now a boxing, like, a, a, a body bag that you could get, that you could do workouts on. And the body bag, like it, I guess there's a TV or something that comes with it, and it tells you what you need to do when you're hitting the body bag. We're, we're going virtual. No. Well, no. No, well no, virtu- no. virtually load those mags then, damn it. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. The, the gymnasium is oh, there boy. for heavy compound movements, okay? Mm-hmm. Squats, bench press, overhead press deadlift like that is working out this bull crap muscle confusion crap that riding the bike that is that is a waste of time that is for people who need to be distracted to work out yeah being they, you need to be tricked of, i need to be tricked part of working out is building the, the muscle and all that sort of stuff, the conditioning. Mm-hmm. The other part of it is a mental exercise that occurs daily. I'm going to put some heavy-ass weight on my back and force myself to lift it. There's a, there's a, um, I don't want to, I don't want to get too into the weeds on it, but there's mm-hmm. a, there's a, there's an, there's a benefit mm-hmm. to struggle Mm-hmm. And if you do it every day, you get used to it. No, I understand what you're saying. You're you're on some like Joe Rogan. Uh, what's the name? I forgot the name of that other guy that's on his thing that does the workouts. And guy. it's also social too, because you got to do it in front of other people. Yeah, true, true. Uh, I specifically picked the time of day that I go to the gym because of the lack of people at the gym. Oh, okay. Well, oh, okay. Some people are very unsocial, so they don't want to. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they don't want to but, perform in front of anyone else. Well, so, no, it's not that. It's not that. So my. And again, I'm not saying this to like toot my own horn or anything. Um, that's just not who I am. Hank, you know this. The, 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 mm-hmm. That's not me. Um, I cannot go during peak hours because I my face gets recognized. 
And now, instead of being able to lift weights for an hour and a half, it turns into a three-hour, hey, what do you think about the new thing from so-and-so? What do you think about this ammunition? I want to get a thing. What do you think about this holster? <laughs> I don't rigid? think it's not. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, my God. You know? So, yeah. Like, yeah. No, guys, I can't go to the fucking grocery store. All right? Um, and, like, I don't go to the bar. Okay? I don't go to the local bar because... I'll go and it'll turn into 50 questions about the new Wizbang 5000. And I'm like, I, guys, this is what I do for a living. Okay? You want to get away from it. Yeah. Like, I want, yeah. if I'm going to go to the bar, I just want to go have a drink, a, a sip of whiskey with a friend or something like that. Like, I don't, I don't want to talk about bullets. I still smell like primer compound. Okay. Like, and I didn't, I didn't actually tell um, a whole lot of people about this. I don't know. I might have told you about this, but I had a lead problem this past year oh wow you're not the yeah. uh man i know that my uh my friend dimitri was going through some stuff with that yeah yeah so you, you, yeah i shoot yeah. outdoors almost mm -hmm. exclusively mm -hmm. and i had a lead problem wow so um like that tells you uh like people think i make stuff up. how did you know how did you know that you had the lead problem because what i'm interested in this is i am hearing it from guys because you know, obviously, this is what we do, right? We're we're handling things that that um, have to do with lead. How did you figure out you had the problem? Um, I recognized some neurological issues. Okay. Um, so, Which were like, we're, we're I'm I don't consider myself like a, a like the short like the short term to long term memory conversion thing. I'm not like amazing at it. Mm -hmm. But when I walk, like we all do the thing where we walk into a room and we forget why we're there, like that but i would like find myself other places hmm. you know like i would just i'd be like why am i at this gas station what yeah so you so you you just came to your to consciousness or something or awareness and you're in a gas well, station you don't you you no, didn't like, realize how go. you got in the car okay no no i had a reason to get there mm -hmm. right like like i went to the gas station because i because the gas station has subway and i wanted subway mm -hmm. right but then, you know, I'd get there and I'd be like, what am I what doing? Here? <laughs> you know, why am I here again? Mm -hmm. You know, like that sort of thing, like bigger issues like that. So I either had arsenic poisoning. My wife was poisoning me or mm -hmm. I had um, I had some kind of heavy other heavy metal issue. And mm -hmm. that's kind of what we so I, I went and got tested. And yeah, I had a serious lead problem. So hmm. I've since brought it down. Um, done, I've done a lot to bring it down. Um, a lot of people don't realize. Um, you know who did a video on it was uh, T-Rex Arms, Lucas at T-Rex Arms. He was talking about wearing the, the mask, and people mm -hmm. were making fun of him for wearing the mask, the respirator. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I watched that video, I was like, I need the name of that respirator company. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Because, um, so to tie into this, somebody asked, Curtis, how old are you? I'm 30... Okay, if you got to think about it, come on now. Uh, 1987. <laughs> so uh, I, I, 19, I, I, you're from 1987. Yeah. So uh, that's that like... makes me 32, right? So I'm about to turn 33. Mm -hmm. um, so to have those kind of issues, um, like I don't want to, I don't want to belittle it by saying like, like Alzheimer level issues, mm -hmm. right? Like I don't want to belittle 
um, or liken what I was go- had going on to systemic, de- crippling, debilitating disease like that. Right. But there would be times where I would walk in to places and be like, I have no idea why I'm in Walmart right now. Like, right. I have no re- uh, no recollection of what I came here to buy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I mean, I think it's something that we should think about since we're doing and and it bothers me that I see more and more people having those issues. I don't know if there's um, any easy way to get tested for it other than just, I guess, going into the doctor. Yeah, you just go in, tested. they take a blood test. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So here's the, here's the thing about that. So it's really not that hard to mitigate. You just have to, again, say, I need to be cognizant of what I'm doing. So there are just a few lifestyle changes. I don't eat on the range. Okay, mm-hmm. when I'm out there, if I'm out there all day, I'm out there with all day, and I didn't eat anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't eat any. I don't eat anything. I only drink from containers that are closable. So you mm-hmm. like, if we're like, I'll drink one of these on the range. You know, maybe, uh, but I do it before the shooting actually starts. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't have any open containers that are just sitting there. You know, that has the possibility with of the making it lead up. settling in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I if I'm going to shoot more than a thousand rounds, like me holding the firearm, shooting the shooting the gun. If I'm going to shoot more than a thousand rounds in a sitting, um, me personally, again, me pulling the trigger, then I'll wear a respirator. Um, the big one that a lot of people miss is the steering wheel and shifter column on their on their vehicle. Mm-hmm. Big deal. Um, I threw away my keyboard and my mouse. Mm-hmm. Um, got new ones because they, I just assumed that they were super contaminated. When I come in, um, the first thing I do is I take the cameras and I put them and all the guns and stuff and I put them in the vault. Okay. And then I pull the cards and I c- come in and set them on my desk. Mm-hmm. And then immediately I go get a shower. That sort of thing. I also mm-hmm. have lead wipes, mm-hmm. um, to like get it off my hands, like, before I get into the vehicle, um, I also have another tube of them inside the door downstairs in the basement where I normally come in, um, and I do things like wipe the doorknobs down once a week. What lead wipes do you use? Where do you uh, get it from? Uh, I bought them off of Amazon. I don't okay. remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember the brand off the top mm-hmm. of my head. But um, um, but things like the doorknobs, things like the vault um, keypad, you know, mm-hmm. um, the turn dial on the safe. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that. That and then what I also do is I'm like, okay, I treat things that are con- that may be mildly contaminated that normal people wouldn't think about, like they are like radioactive. So like when I'm done with the guns for the day, we're done with the guns for the day. I don't sit there and like finger bang the guns or dry fire practice or anything like that. Like if I'm not, if I'm if I'm done working with the guns for the day, they're away. Mm-hmm. Okay, I still have my carry pieces and my home defense guns and stuff like that, but I try to not go down and just play with stuff to play with stuff. You know, mm-hmm. um, I save that for work time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm probably forgetting a few other things that I do, but like that's the gist of it, and that can help quite a bit. Oh, um, a big one suppressors, um, the gas back in your face mm-hmm. type stuff. Um, I don't care what kind of gun it is, they all do it. Mm-hmm. But that's another source um, that you can get it from. Yeah. Uh, 
We should probably, I mean, we're over the nine o'clock hour, so I know I probably need to wrap up because we're, we're probably losing people sure. and all that kind of stuff. But I think the next time you come on, uh, we should we should dig into this a little bit deeper about, because you're right, there's a, a whole bunch of things we're all doing that if we do this on a regular basis, we're probably exposing ourselves to stuff we don't necessarily need to be. And maybe now, that's, you know. I want to add one thing before we go since we're mm -hmm. on the topic. Um, there's a video that I published. Um, so I've done it from time to time. Use the kitchen sink to clean your guns mm -hmm. and stuff like that. One, don't do that. Okay. I have a video out that, that talks about it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this is before I realized that it was making me sick. Mm -hmm. Um, one, don't do that. Okay. Straight up. But if you have to, if you, for whatever reason you've identified that you're going to clean, the a gun in the safe or in the sink or something like that. I have a video about how to clean the sink from a chemistry perspective. Mm. Okay, I'm mm. a. I think at the beginning of the show we covered this. I'm mm -hmm. was a chemist for a while. Mm -hmm. um, there's a solution that you can make that's all over the counter stuff that you buy. Use it to scrub out your sink. It'll it'll kill all of that um, all that it'll soak up all that stuff and allow you to flush it down because if you're doing that sort of stuff. If it's just yourself, that's one thing. But if you have kids or mm -hmm. anything like that, definitely a problem if you have children because they bioaccumulate, small people bioaccumulate uh, heavy metals much more rapidly than adults do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. So, yeah. But anyway, that's out there. It's still up because I feel like it's one of those resources that should be out there if people are looking for it. Yeah, but absolutely. I'm, I'm, Go ahead. I'm telling people right now, don't clean your guns in your sink. Right. that you use to clean your dishes get a utility sink mm -hmm. you know somewhere else in your house or in your garage or something yeah absolutely i think that's a good point okay you know what it's uh it, like you know as usual when you come on we could talk we could probably do this for another like six hours or something i don't know if walter, walter would survive it or whatever but um yeah we you know we should get you back on again because i think that's something interesting that i would like to talk about and I'm noticing that people are starting to get affected by that. So uh, let, we're gonna, I'm going to wrap it up for the, for the folks who are still here with us. Um, if you could just tell folks out there if they want to follow you, support you, communicate with you, uh, maybe follow up on some of these things we're talking about. How do they do that? We are the VSO Gun Channel on everything. So if we're on it, then it's the VSO Gun Channel. So the Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebook, and uh, YouTube in full 30, um, the uh, also, Patreon, subscribe star. If anybody wants to help out, um, like I just shattered my uh, my my case for my uh, GoPro uh, right here. It's uh, yeah, come on, it's broken. Uh, so you know, mm -hmm. things like that do help out uh, mm -hmm. if you guys feel so inclined. But we don't, obviously don't um, expect you guys to do that. But everything VSO Gun Channel, you can find us. Awesome, thanks, Walter. How can the people out there? Follow up with you, sir. On the Facebooks and the Instagrams and YouTubes, all under Safety Air Firearms. Uh, gun Streamer, Safety Air Firearms, Mine, Safety Air Firearms, all one word. Uh, there's a, a Sten Parts, and then there's a I'm dirt play foot. Around the dirt foot racing, yeah, for all those things with wheels, you know. Yeah, exactly. I saw you've got some projects going I on. I got right a, now. today. I had a little a close encounter with a uh, with a, uh, a supercar that begins with an M. Um, yeah. Oh, Maserati? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, the uh, oh, oh uh, McLaren. McLaren, yeah. Uh -huh. Chick, a girl driving a McLaren. Ooh. I let her pass me. 
Yes. So she could roll. <laughs> uh, what were you driving? You let her pass you. Okay. Uh, if I wouldn't have, if I wouldn't have went by this guy in the fast lane, she would have been all aggravated behind him. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, cool. So you've got video up of that for the yep, folks yep, to check I, out. I will have it up, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. All right, so listen, if you guys want to support me, go to hankstrange.com. That's the place to do it. Uh, join up, uh, sign up for our email list. Um, that's the best way to find out about all the different things we have going on. You could obviously search me, uh, Hank Strange, on everywhere. I want to thank Safety Harbor Firearms, of course, for sponsoring the show. Uh, we're going to be back here tomorrow. I think we've got Walter and Babyface coming in tomorrow. It's Valentine's Day. Oh, that's right. For, you know, that big corporate uh, money grab. You know, yeah. that, that we're, all not, forced. <laughs> we're all my forced. We're all forced to celebrate. Yeah, go ahead. My wife sent me a message, and she's like, are we fi- are we celebrating fake love day? Yeah. <laughs> this year? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. I <laughs> guess there's, there's no SJW version of Valentine's Day, right? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. So, so if you've got to do that, we're going to be here. You'll be here, right, Walter? Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. Absolutely. So we'll be here doing that. Thanks to uh, VSO Curtis coming in, um, hanging out with us. I think we had some good stuff to talk about here. Thanks to everyone out there in the chat for coming in and hanging out with us. Also, Walter, um, we will see you guys tomorrow. Uh, any final words? Who's got final words before I press the button? Thank, thank you for having me on. I always have oh, a good time when I'm Absolutely. on. Um, yeah. One of the things, because I do so much with video and I – I actually hate the sound of my own voice because I have to edit myself so much. Mm-hmm. Um, because I spend so much time making the content side of it as watchable as I can um, for your guys' viewing experience, I really, really enjoy being able to just log on and be me. Okay, <laughs> yeah, because not too much I, work. And, yeah. <laughs> well, not only that, but like I think that also shows that. That guy that you see on the internet isn't just a character on the internet. I'm a complete jackass all of the time. <laughs> I could totally 100,000% testify to that. But, you know, you're a jackass that we love. So that's that's the thing about it. You know, that's the best jackass. Is it's like, uh, it's like uh, what is that? Shrek. You know, you're donkey. <laughs> donkey. <laughs> All right. Okay, listen, right. we're out of here. Thanks a lot to VSO Gun Channel. You guys make sure you go follow him, look at his stuff. Thanks as well to Walter. We'll see you guys tomorrow. We're out. Peace. See ya. Thanks, everybody.